to all of you at the zoo doing what you need to do it's it's funny because at work there's like this one thing that one of my manager does where they're like let's go and then someone else is like to the stove get some mo and they just keep it going <laughs> it's really fun it reminds me how we open the show and what is the show you're listening to welcome to the players club podcast episode 137 hopefully you feel like you're in heaven because we're back with another show a very good episode i think uh game awards prediction time very excited to crack into this but i'm not cracking into it alone because i am in walkie jr also known as dj spun six one on all places on the internet but i am also joined here today by alan Muir. how's it going homie you know demons just want to have fun <laughs> i saw, I saw you <laughs> post that somewhere like an hour ago i posted that on twitter and i posted it on uh blue sky yeah that's where i think i saw it on blue sky and i was like huh I'm gonna I'm gonna ask them what that means. <laughs> I was just thinking. Uh, okay, so uh, Gary, put, I saw a post of his on Facebook, mm-hmm. and I and it made me think of a Jim Jeffries bit about uh. it. Was basically, just religious BS, um, and it it just and I was also while while doing that, like while, while looking at that, I thought of the the whole girls just want to have fun song. Uh, <laughs> and I just thought, what if we replace girls with demons? <laughs> that it was as simple as that. Yeah, that's actually incredible. <laughs> that's how you make a uh, Devil May Cry spinoff. <laughs> exactly, demons it just want to have fun. It sounds like Devil May Cry uh, cross de- uh, dead or alive. volleyball or whatever it's just demons and bikinis the entire game um and speaking of demons and bikinis how you doing great web that's me the the titular demon in bikinis yeah Um, i'm i'm titular with the bikini (laughs) shut it down (laughs) uh no this is a family show jk i've probably already sworn already um yeah, we, we got a nice crew here. We're going to go through these Game Awards predictions. And I'll say right now, just to kick this off. Oh, I will also say, small chance that we're able to do a What You're Playing segment at the end of the show. Uh, depends on how fast we get through these nominations. Uh, if we get through it super quick, hey, What You're Playing segment. If not, uh, you, you got like a two and a half hour show, three hour show. You, you, uh, we've done our job. Um, but in any case, uh, this year, as far as games goes, people have been saying often 2023 might be the best year for video games, and it might be the best year in video games as far as like the products. The industry's kind of going to shit, but the products themselves have been pretty good for the most part. Very good for I, the most part, I'd say. I still think last year was better. Focus Ooh. on all the video games. Don't don't. Don't pay attention to the fires that's that's going on in the background. Just pay attention to the games. God, there, there's so many fires are not even relegated to the background anymore. But um, I want to focus first. Graydon, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I just I I think that. All right, maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking 2021, but one of the recent years was just incredible. I got to look up 21 2021 in gaming. I really think. 2022 was like such a bigger year 21 was all right Uh, maybe it's because i got my mind on the indie space and i feel like there were a lot better indie games in 2022 
but I feel like we don't have a whole lot this year. If Josh were here, he'd help back me up because I know Josh has been not interested in a lot of the games this year. And I feel mm-hmm. like this is a big year for nostalgia. Like you have even new nostalgia, like you had a, a Zelda sequel, your RE4 remake, your Dead Space remake, your Super Mario RPG, your Metroid Prime. Like it's just Alan Wake too. Right. It's just riding on games that we loved before. And that's a we'll see when we get to the game of the year. A lot of people have been mad that it's kind of all sequels <laughs> for the most part. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's just I don't know. I think that if we took the nostalgia glasses off, we would think that this wasn't great. The, the way that they handled remasters and, and remakes is great. But I just don't think that it was for new stuff, for new ideas. It was kind of lacking. Hmm. Let me ask this. Do you know if it is 2022 or 2021 that you're actually thinking is better? Because I got 2022 pulled up and it's it's looking good. But 2021, I don't have pulled up quite yet. Uh, well, 2021, the first thing I saw was Halo Infinite. And that was like, eh, but <laughs> that's not really to go on. So we had Village, Resident Evil. We had things like Inscription, De- uh psychonauts 2 uh was that hades no death loop uh i don't uh ratchet and clank rift apart um Mm. i mean last year we had forbidden west we had ragnarok guardians elden ring for christ's sake (laughs) guardians was 21 wow my my sense of wow my (laughs) my comprehension of time is is really bad right now yeah, you probably thought about it because I think that came up as like game that like one of our like old game that we played categories when we talked about it for Game of the Year. Like uh, I know that I'm mentioning some sequels there, but like I just feel like in terms of like feeling fresh, there was just a lot. And I mean, I could look up indies too and get further. I mean, I see Chicory, like I said, Inscription. Um like 2021 was was pretty good and right stray was 2022 which was made it a pretty pretty great time you know what i i think i'm seeing the difference here because i got all three years 2023 and one and 2022 um i think 2022 and 2021 there were big Well, specifically 2021, there were indies that kind of carried the torch that year where you had a lot of good big video games like your Resident Evil Villages, your Deathloops and whatnot. But like Death's Door was taken over for a while. The Forgotten City was taken over for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether or not you like it, the medium and 12 minutes were both like the talk of the town for a couple weeks or months. Um, and even shoot Sable's on here too. And even stuff that technically isn't indie, but kind of has closer to an indie spirit, stuff like little nightmares Two and life is strange, true colors. Like those had moments. So I think the lesser known games were kind of carrying the torch for 2021 inscription as well. Like you said. Um, but I look at 2022 and yeah, it was the big dogs. It was God of war, Elden ring, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Last of Us Part One came out, which I keep forgetting. Uh, Twenty Twenty Two was oh, that, that's that's how we can't we can't talk about that. People are gonna get mad <laughs> for Last of Us Part One. Nah, nah. I'll say that. Well, yeah, you're right about the whole remaster and all that stuff. I thought you were talking about like the now that they've announced the Last of Us Part Two remaster. Everyone's like, hey, remember how that game was just about the Israeli conflict, Loki? <laughs> and everyone's like connecting dots for the first time. And I'm like, yeah, 
this is this this is an interesting discourse in in an actual way where I think it is interesting <laughs> that people are talking about this. Um, but yeah, no, 2022 had some big dogs, but it was still kind of evenly split between big dogs and indies. And then when you get to 2023, damn near everything is a big dog title. Like it's very few indies that are on that are being held up as like the best game of the year. And a lot of those big titles are like you had big titles, but they didn't go super far like a Starfield or. Um, uh, I just had a list up. I'm so deep in this list now, but like the bigger <laughs> things I'm thinking were mainly sequels and nostalgia. So, yeah. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I, I'm wild. I am the contrarian. <laughs> I'll say when it comes to just sheer quality of games, I think 2023 watches all these other years we're talking about. But when it comes to like original ideas and concepts, yeah, this is, the, this is one of the safest years in video games, which is probably also why it's one of the most highly rated years in video games in a long time where yes you didn't no one i feel like very few of these games are going to blow your mind on a new concept but also they are give they know exactly how to give you what you want because they're not changing it all that much so mm. you know the stakes aren't as high but god damn if they're knocking it out the part just about every time even like the most even a game that isn't nominated for a single fucking game award people like that game because it did exactly what you think it's going to do in the exact way that people hope they would do it. And it's the game that we bleeped out last episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was a original concept kind of. It, exactly. Well, it's an original concept. It's the most original thing you can do without just doing stories that have already been told in that world. Mm -hmm. um, but the point is like that game's generic as all hell, but it still sold millions of copies because it did what people wanted. Um, so I think that's just the case for this entire year. It is expected and people are nailing what was expected so much that it's hard to say, oh, Hi-Fi Rush. People love Hi-Fi Rush, but it's not like most people's favorite game of the year. It's like number six or seven on their list just because there's so many at the top above it. Um, same for a lot of these. So, yeah, that's my opinion on it. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see how we really feel once we get into these uh these categories here um but any other things i want to say about just the year in 2023 the year in game specifically before we crack into specific things um it was, just, it was a really shitty year for people behind the scenes yeah that is that. Mm -hmm. that is absolutely the case i feel like and um it's funny i this is probably going to come out the same week but uh on the most recent episode of spoonful that me and mario recorded we kind of talked about the layoffs that going on in the video game industry, and that was like the main topic. And it's it's very disparaging to have like to see all these layoffs happen and to slowly see people be like, "Hey, I want to get in the games industry." Nah, don't do that. I I worked there for five years, and now I'm getting a fucking uh, a consulting job or something else. <laughs> I'm gonna do graphics for a fucking bank cap or something like. People are getting out of this industry and getting into other ones because it's so volatile right now. And all the money that they pumped into the industry when COVID was popping off, nobody invested that money in a smart way. And now the good times are ceasing and people are yeah. now having to go back to work and do other activities for fun. So it's rough. I, I was mm -hmm. going to I was going to initially be like, oh, yeah, whose dream of being a games journalist died this year? But I don't think any of ours did. I want to because I think 
the biggest thing to take out of this is it was really good. I mean, you can look at things like the actor strike and stuff, like how it was really good for the, the people versus the big companies. But in terms of game journalism, it was really good for people to be like, we're going to go independent. Like mm-hmm. a big news thing this week uh, and, and last week too is the second wind thing, which is all the people. Yeah. The and, and I don't know if you follow. Um, oh, and um, aftermath, right? I was, I was actually going to say as well as uh, remap. Right. Is remap. that the, um, yeah. Remap. That's waypoint. Waypoint. Yeah, or, right. That's that's formerly known as waypoint. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you follow the guy, oh man, the main guy from Second Wind. Um, Not Yahtzee, Nick, Nick something. Yeah, Nick. Uh, Nick Calandra. Not Second Wind by Nick Carter. <laughs> no, no, Nick Calandra is his name, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, Nick Calandra, yeah, okay, yes. Anyway, his tweets have been like so just happy and genuinely excited about doing this with all of his friends. And like everyone who had gotten like had left escapist jumped on board with this. And it's just been so great to see. And I think that like in terms of it, just the industry and people wanting to like be able to work remote and fight crunch. And we're just seeing this big shift where everything, even animation, like in, in movies and things, yeah, that whole Spider-verse, industry. Yeah. Everyone is getting really mad because corporations this year, especially, and it's probably just going to be an upward trend until the bubble bursts. It, they, they're just the money, the greed is so out of control. And so it's like, it, I don't know. I mean, I've been, I've been on the indie train for years, been like, Oh, isn't it so great to just be independent and not have to worry about your deadlines and not have to worry about what the people say. And yeah, it's great. So like, I wish all those people luck. I mean, I followed second wind the first day Yahtzee went right back to, um, I forget what his new show is called fully ramblematic. And, um, but mm-hmm. zero punctuation, I, I, that was like the first big thing before I even like tried following IGN anything back in the day. I remember watching zero punctuation in middle school and so i had to download it on my psp (laughs) like that just got me into seeing games journalism in a different light and i'm just so happy that they get to do what they want to do and not have to worry about any of the bullshit anymore so i know that i'm we're rambling now (laughs) but (laughs) um let's go celebrate some video games yeah, I'll agree. <laughs> I'll I'll say yes. It is exciting to see that. Look, I, I'm of the belief and understanding that things get worse before they get better. I think we're right in that in that gap where it's getting so worse that it gets scary, and then the tide is now changing for things to get better. Um, it and I don't just mean that in the whole video game industry stuff. I also mean that in like the world. <laughs> shit is so fucked in a lot of world matters uh but it seems like people are noticing that in mass and it's harder and harder to keep folks away from the truth of how things really are and people are showing loudly and proudly that they see they see the bullshit for what it is bullshit and they're standing up for what's right uh, be that striking be that you know standing up for palestine and you know other things as well so 
It's, and meanwhile, mm-hmm. I'm over here. Over, I'm, 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 meanwhile, I'm over here saying Mr. Mosopheles. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot get it out of my head. Hey. Well, hey, speaking of things I can't get out of my head, let's go ahead and talk about the first category here. We're going to start from the bottom of the dock. With People Make Games. Oh, wait, shit. Let me not spoil it. Content uh, creator. Yeah, content of creator year. of the year. <laughs> I'm showing my bias immediately. Content creator of the year for a streamer or content creator who has made an important and positive impact on the community in 2023. The nominees are Iron Mouse, People Make Games, Quackity, Spreen, and Cypher PK. Um, <sighs> this one's pretty easy for me, <laughs> and I almost deleted this category if not for one person that I think very much so deserves this award over everyone else. What do we feel? What, what do y'all think? Because I'm going to tell you right now, this isn't my... Per- my personal pick is people make games. I don't know enough about any of these other people. I know... I've I've seen Quackity's name a lot, so maybe that's my actual prediction just because of popularity, but I think people make games should win, and I think, depending on how this is weighted for the audience versus the uh, press... If the press is getting more of a say, people make games will win. If not, then Quackity's got it. I mean, I'm kind of like, like I, my personal pet, my personal want is that people make games wins. But I have a feeling it might be Iron Mouse. Is Iron Mouse popping like that? I have never seen this person. So uh, she's a VTuber. Yeah, uh-huh. Iron Mouse is the only one I've heard anybody say something about because they think they were like she might actually show up. Which, what the fuck does that even mean? (laughs) But Skype um, in. Because she tends to, like, watch it. I guess she streams it every year. Oh, that's nice. I I have no clue. You want to go to talk about VTubers for fucking nine days? Go talk to DJ. (laughs) But (laughs) I I just, I think that that would be funny if a VTuber won. Mm. I think it'd be cool. It'd be a sign of the times. Where VTubers are all the rage now, and hey, here we are doing something different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in that case, I mean, would that be your pick? You think uh, you think they're gonna win this one? That would be mine. I, I, I think so. Yeah. All right, Iron Mouse for you. Is that your personal pick as well? Yeah, I don't. I have no clue who any of these other people are. Wait, you've never heard of people make games? Nope. <sighs> okay, okay, I can explain this quickly. Do it. <laughs> Great. Remember, um, remember game of the year when we had when we had to when I on during the recording when I scrubbed our channel of the Roblox videos. Yeah. Oh, did they find out? People make games were the ones who broke the story about how everyone how the content like how the the economic market was in creating stuff for Roblox. How the, the Roblox community makes a pittance. How the Roblox like. Uh, like have big wigs take home most of the money it's just really it they got it they basically i don't like saying exposed a lot but they really did expose how roblox treats their create their creators and their community mm-hmm. basically they're exploiting children's labor uh and making money off of child labor without uh really paying them adequately or at all in some cases so yeah, fun. There's two. There's actually it's funny. There's two videos on this on this topic on their channel. The first one's just called "Investigation: How Roblox Is Exploiting Young Game Developers," and then there's a follow up that's like, uh, "Roblox pressured us to delete our videos, so we dug deeper." And the second one has way more views, <laughs> like seven point two million. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I looked them up, and I actually just found a video on um, 
Annapurna indie studios that went wrong, which makes me definitely want to jump into that. Yeah, there is that the one where it's uh, investigating three indie superstars accused of emotional abuse. Yeah, that- I know about I know about Fulbright, but I didn't know about Florence. Yeah, the Florence studio, and then um someone else, a different studio, but yeah, they they tend to break a lot of stories like this, where it's like. You're thinking, oh, everything's all fun and sunshines and a thing. And then they'll crack it open and say, hey, not that we're trying to show the negative all the time, because they do it in like a very like their tone for their videos is not at all like a drama alert. Oh, here's the real shit that's going on. It is very much like, hey, journalistic um, investigation, journalistic investigation. And also you could tell there's compassion in every single video they put out. They they don't like saying that, hey, shit sucks. They have a very like sucks but we got to tell you what it is um so i really appreciate that they kind of cracked it open on how valve how things going on over there are a little bit questionable the the way that their uh corporation is structured and their problems with gambling and their games like counter-strike like they do incredible work so of course this is what me and al are gonna vote for the rest of these people cool personalities but eh, they're not doing things that feel as important as people make games so yeah that's the whole spiel on that one. So um, I guess there's no personal pick on that one for you, Graydon. That's perfectly fine if that's the case. I mean, I'll stick with Iron Mouse because I just, I would like to see that. But this people mm-hmm. make games. This has made me interested in them. Yeah, definitely give them a subscription. And damn, I almost want to be like, you can find their link in the description. But like, just people make games. Google it. <laughs> it's it's very easy to search for a website it's a very good youtube channel so check it out uh, they had a really good video on palestine with tomorrow in it it goes without saying i mean they're all content creators check out all these people and yeah and see Except what you like with people make games as opposed to every, pretty much everyone else in the that's nominated with all but the, everyone but people make games you're just being you're just getting entertainment with people make games you're getting you're getting some entertainment and you're you're learning about your being awoken are you you're having your perceptions widened mm-hmm. to what's really basically they're just peeling the curtain back and showing you how things really are yep absolutely and, and it's has, always enlightening has no clip ever been nominated for this i want to say daniel dwyer was nominated but not necessarily the company of no clip yeah, uh, it's weird. They nominated him uh, the year that he started No Clip, so I don't think the brand was all that established yet. But I could see No Clip being on here. But like, I don't know. It's also weird that it's people make games and not like Chris Bratt or any specific person there. Just like all these other no- uh, nominees are just specific people. Um, but yeah, very interesting. But I hope people make games deserves it. They speak up for the stuff that really matters in this industry. They deserve it so much and. If anyone's going to get on stage and be like free Palestine, it's someone from that group. <laughs> so like, fuck yeah, I hope that happens for him. Um, on to the next category, most anticipated game, recognizing an announced game that has demonstrably illustrated potential to push the gaming medium forward. Your nominees are Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades 2, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws, and Tekken 8. Um, so Tekken 8 sweep, right? Nah, I'm playing. I'm playing. This, this is not... <laughs> Respect the Tekken, but like, nah. <laughs> it's not going to win. Um, I guess I'll start with you, Al. Uh, I kind of see your prediction already, but which one you think is taking this? I think we're on the same boat here. 
uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Yeah, yeah. Rebirth is definitely going to take it. Um, Graydon, you feeling different or not? Um, this is for... I, I kind of had forgotten we were doing personal and then... Well, what we think will happen and then personal. So yeah. this is what I think will happen. Yes. Um, honestly? Ah, oh, shit. I'll say this. You don't have to have a personal pick if you don't want to. Personal pick Ooh. is more just for fun if you want to make sure someone gets recognized. Oh, I've got a personal pick, buddy. Oh, but boy. My, <laughs> I think I'm I'm struggling between Rebirth and Hades 2 because I know Hades has a crazy following. But I think Rebirth will win simply because that last... Was it the Game Awards? Or was it... Um, no, it was Opening it, Night Live, which yeah. sucked, sucked 100%. And then had after uh, Rebirth, whatever it's called, at the end. And everyone was like, oh, my God, this was the greatest show. This second coming of Christ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. <laughs> no, it was not. The whole show sucked. They sat through a but, two hour show and were like, I'm going to fucking end my life. It's so boring. And then this comes on and they're like, I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean, and and not to, me- to mention him again, I'm going to summon him. But this, of course, would be Josh's pick, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so i think uh anyone who loves final fantasy is thinking rebirth will be great yeah yeah i think that's the case rebirth is people love final fantasy 7 so much and they love the remake so much that getting more of it is just the best thing possible um and honestly it it would be really cool i'm gonna put this as my personal pick um i think hades 2 has a massive fan base so like it it, it's not at all the little guy prevailing if they won but it's kind of nice in the in this group of you know all triple a big publishers whatever this little self-published indie here uh that's gonna be a massive game in its own right that getting some shine would be pretty cool and also i got a lot of respect for you know the yakuza fans are crazy uh like a dragon infinite wealth that game just looks cool like the little the whole Animal Crossing mini game that they have now, and that just looks really neat. Uh, and then when it comes to Tekken Eight and Star Wars Outlaws, Star Wars Outlaws, people are super excited for it. It looks like, look, I played all the Uncharted games. <laughs> I think I'm okay right now. It'll probably come out, and once it hits like a good thirty or forty, maybe I'll pick it up. But I'm not drip drooling over that one. And Tekken Eight is a fighting game. I don't care too much about fighting games, but the Tekken games are fun, but eh, I'm good. Um, so yeah. W- anybody got personal picks they want to share, or is it just all Rebirth City? I refuse to breathe until Star Wars Outlaws is in my hands. Well, it's gonna be a short podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that, that game is one of my most anticipated things I've ever seen, and it's my personal mm. pick. Wow, I did not fully know that um, i wanted that game before i finished jedi survivor and now i want it even more <laughs> i respect that i respect you know that what? i dare i say and you can you can bleep this if necessary oh fuck i'm still riding the eclipse train baby <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that look i don't know if that's bleep worthy as much because at the end of the day is that game coming out <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, give me all the Star Wars games. I don't care. I'm done with Star Wars film content. Give me all the games. That's fair. I haven't haven't watched a Star Wars movie since that bad one. Um, and I know me saying that probably leads oh, some people to be like, which one? 
See, really, like yeah. you say that, and everyone will think of a different movie. Um, in any case, Star Wars Outlaws looks like fun, but it also looks like a game that I know exactly what it's going to be. I know every hour of gameplay just from one demo. So that's just how I feel about it. Um, Al, any personal picks to this? Um, yeah, Rebirth. Okay, so it's Rebirth all the way down. Yeah. Hmm. I respect it. I respect it. Yeah, that, that game's going to be good. I should play the first Final Fantasy VII remake at some point, but I've committed to too many games already, so let me stop. Um, <laughs> with that being said, um, damn, what's my actual personal vote? I'm going to pick 80s too. I'm actually going through and voting for each category we talk about. I have the actual website up. <laughs> so, you know, that's how this cookie is going to crumble. So let me go to the next category as this thing loads on every picture. All right, here we go. Best adaptation, recognizing outstanding creative work that faithfully and authentically adapts a video game to another entertainment medium. Your nominees are Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo, the Last of Us, the Super Mario Brothers movie, and Twisted Metal. Um, in the same way that Best Family Game is just a Nintendo category, this is the PlayStation category. <laughs> um, what are y'all feeling on this one? Because I, I think I know the clear winner here, and it's probably my personal pick as well, but I, I want to hear y'all say it. <laughs> the Last of Us. Yep. The Last of Us is absolutely going to sweep this one. Um, it's the only one on here that has like awards consideration. <laughs> I don't think anything else here has a shot at that. Well, it was in, in hell. For Emmys, right? Yeah, I think it got a couple. I don't know if it won Emmys, but it definitely got nominations. Like a lot Twisted of them. Twisted Metal, I've heard, is okay. I want to watch Twisted Metal just because, yeah. No, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I cut you off. You go ahead. No, it's just a Gran Turismo. I think is just a a joke. It's just, <laughs> did anybody see that? Gran Turismo is the type of movie that's gonna come on TNT one time, and it's gonna be just interesting enough for you to sit down and watch the whole thing and not realize that they called your name at the dentist's office. <laughs> that's such a good way to put that. <laughs> like that yes, is absolutely is. that movie. Um, like it doesn't look. It doesn't even look bad. It just looks like. 57 other movies that i've seen <laughs> just happens to have a brand on it um but hey good for them for making a grand turismo movie i'll say this i'm more impressed by the fact that they made a twisted metal tv show and it looked as bad as it did and it came out and it's not bad so i want to watch it just because how did they make that work is my question um, i just i just wish samoa joe was able was played um rather than just been the body of a sweet tooth yeah, and just, actually, what was the actual like did was a voice and like was just played Sweet Tooth whole and all in all. Yeah, see, I get that. I, I kind of I kind of think it is a cop out just to get another big name Will Arnett in here. But I'll say this: if you want more Samoa Joe and you want you know his actual voice, uh, place uh, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League <laughs> later next year. Um, God, I, I saw that video doc and I was like, oh yeah, this game actually doesn't look that bad. Oh wait, uh, Terra Strong's in here, Hardcore Zionist. Uh, I don't know about this anymore. <laughs> um, anywho, yeah, best adaptation, The Last of Us all the way down for all of us, it seems like. That's our personal pick as well, I'm assuming, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I will say the Super Mario Brothers movie was not the worst movie I'd ever seen, but man, it felt weird to be a grown-ass man watching that movie because it is clearly for children. 
Peaches, 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 peaches. Look, I respect the meme. That was the most very clearly manufactured viral moment I've seen in a while. But Emmett, peaches. Look, you're biased because that's your dad singing that song, so I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For those of you who don't get the joke, uh, Graydon looks a lot like Jack Black. It's, it's, It's strange sometimes. Um, it, <laughs> it's really getting out of hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> indeed. Um, all right. With that, let's go on to the next category. Uh, best multiplayer presented by Discord um, for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences, irrespective of game genre or platform. And your nominees are Baldur's Gate 3, Diablo 4, Party Animals, Street Fighter 6, and Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Huh. What an eclectic mix. <laughs> that is a good mix. Yeah. Just bouncing from literally every corner of what this could be. And also, another point to, to point out, no Destiny, no Call of Duty. This, this category always seems to be just like four shooters and an MMO. <laughs> but it's but not this year. problematic shooters. Yeah, oh god. Well, <laughs> not that that really means anything. It doesn't stop him before, but it's that is, uh, nice to see. Indeed, indeed. It's it's nice to see some variety here. Ah, it's hard to know what's going to win because I don't think the problem is I don't think people think of Diablo 4 or Mario Brothers Wonder or even Baldur's Gate 3. I don't think people think of those three as multiplayer games. I think Mario Brothers is closer to people thinking it's a multiplayer game, but I just don't think it's perceived in that way, you know? Yeah. So I'm Most I'm leaning probably playing it mm-hmm. multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people aren't doing that. Um here here's here's where I'm at. I think it's party animal party animals, party animals or Street Fighter Six. I think those are the two front runners in my head but i also feel like people love Baldur's gate 3 so much that they'll probably say wait Baldur gate Baldur's gate 3 has multiplayer and then they'll look it up and then they'll get impressed with the game all over again <laughs> and then just vote for it so i don't know what do y'all think about this because i'm kind of split i don't really have i don't really have a horse in the right in this race or the no pun intended race <laughs> that's next up yeah yeah that's fair that's fair uh, i'll say Graydon, how about you? How about you? Simply because of what you said, like that, I think that, God, I didn't even know Baldur's Gate was really multiplayer. I, yeah, apparently. I was going to throw a monkey wrench into it, and I think I will keep that wrench out there that Party Animals not only is my personal choice, but I think that it will win. Hmm. Well, (sighs) that's bold. Very bold. It's crazy. I would I would be there with you. I feel like Party Animals, the hype, people were super hyped for it leading up to its release. And every time it showed up in an Xbox show, people were really interested to see what it was about. I feel like it didn't have a viral moment when it launched. Like, I don't think streams were popping off of Party Animal streams really hardcore for that week of release. I, I just don't remember that moment happening. If I did have a memory of that, then I would be like, oh, well, everyone played it. Everyone remembers their time and then it's multiplayer now. But I just don't think that was the case. I think it was more of a it came out and some people were excited. 
but it wasn't a moment. It wasn't a fall guys type moment. That's what I'm trying to make a parallel to. So because of that, I respect your boldness to say party animals. I'm going to say Street Fighter 6 because everyone knows Street Fighter 6 is great. And they they probably see everyone making their own customized characters and playing in the arcade and stuff. I'm going to say Street Fighter 6. That's going to be my vote. Yeah, I, I think that just works. And it's actually going to be my personal pick, too, because I think that game fighting games never get any respect when it comes to uh any of these award shows you never see them game of the year or anything so they did a really good job on this one apparently so they should be rewarded so street fighter i put street fighter i don't know how to spell uh street fighter six it is for me uh so yeah al do you want to make any you want to throw a, a dart in the from behind your head and just hit something or you you just want to uh, abstain out of respect i abstain out of respect okay i respect it uh, in that case, we're going to go on to the next category. Uh, the next category is going to be best sports slash racing for the best traditional and non-traditional sports and racing game. Your nominees are EA Sports FC 24, F1 23, Forza Motorsport, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharged, and The Crew Motorfest. My pick, actually, this is kind of hard. I'm going to say my personal pick is definitely Hot Wheels Unleashed 2. What I think is going to win, no one, look, no one cares about the actual sports game. So I feel like EA Sports is done, F1 is done. Now, y'all, now only you have are the fun racing games. I feel like Forza is very sim and it also had a lot of problems at launch. So Forza is checked off. The Crew Motorfest seems like just we have Horizon, um, we have Forza Horizon at home. Um, but I heard no one talking about it. But everyone loves Hot Wheels Unleashed too, so I'm gonna just pick that one and say it's gonna win as well. Um, any Al, do you want to abstain from this one as well? Yeah, but I do want to. Say, I do want to say, what's the point of it of having like from mashing the two uh, categories together and just predominantly cho- or choosing mainly like there are what five nominees for this category? Yep, five of them. You give them. It's weird. It's weird that that you give the the racing game part of it the more categories or the, the more categories, the more nominees. Look, I think this is this is their way of. You can only nominate this year's Madden or this year's Two K or this year's MLB so many years in a row before it's not even a genuine like they did nothing this year in this entry why are they on this list again so i think they open it up to the racing genre because at least those there's more of those that come out and also there's more of those that can be more arcadey and people might play them (laughs) critics might play them specifically let me make sure i say that (laughs) because you know madden sells millions eafc will sell millions all these games sell millions um but the critics they might play hot wheels unleashed So, you know, that that's kind of where I'm at on that. Um, Graydon, do you have any thoughts or want to cast a vote on this? Uh, I, I get what you're saying. Like, nobody really talked about much. I do think that the crew tends to be very good. So, I mean, like, personal pick here, I, I guess I would say that. <laughs> um, Fair enough. In terms of just people, I just think that FIFA is going to win it. Because, I mean, 
Forza has a good history of winning this, but nobody talked about the new one. Like it just, it didn't get the hype that horizon does these days. So I just think, uh, yeah, I'll go with, um, EA sports FC. Wow. Uh, all right, fair enough. I guess maybe it's worth remarking that hey, guess they didn't need the FIFA license because they sold millions anyway. Yeah, that's a it's a money maker no matter what. Yeah, people want the product, not the name. So hey, <laughs> sucks for FIFA to learn that now. <laughs> um, all right, well, sports racing. There you go. Uh, so the winner is hot was at least two. Uh, next category. Uh, best sim slash strategy. Best game focused on real-time or turn-based simulation or strategy gameplay, irrespective of platform. Uh, your nominees are Advanced Wars 1 Plus 2, Reboot Camp, City Skylines 2, Company of Heroes 3, Fire Emblem Engage, or Pikmin 4. Um, I think Pikmin's my personal pick, and I think it's going to take it home. Yeah, can I break uh, down some, some of the stuff with this one? Actually, yes, yes. Okay, so... Company Heroes 3 and Art, that one specifically, had such a bad launch that it's still not, there's still, I don't, I don't think anyone is saying anything good, anything positive about it. Oh shit, didn't know about that. Yeah, um, like I, I have that in with, um, on our personal, on our Game of, Game of the Year uh, stuff for uh, Biggest Fumble. <laughs> well, in that um, case, yeah, maybe it shouldn't be here. And City Skylines 2 has not had the best launch so far. Yeah, I heard they announced right before it came out that, hey, this game's going to be broken on a lot of systems. We'll fix it over time, but, like, just expect that. <laughs> well, no, no, I don't think it's on consoles yet. No, I when I say systems, like PC systems, like, oh, yeah. you know, your yeah, rigs. Cause, yeah, because, like, you're, we're going to focus on the console versions, and then may, then we'll get to the PC version when like we get there when we get there <laughs> yeah and advanced wars feels like it would have been it would have been from like from what i played of it it would have been if it if if the series didn't have its notorious bad timing mm -hmm. considering everything with the original first game yeah considering the day that came out and what happened the, the day for the next day <laughs> I mean, true, but at the, end, at the end of the day, it's like, look, this game's going to sell to people if that's exactly the experience they want. Because we're talking about sim and strategy. There aren't a million sim and strategy games out there. So if one's going to hit a certain aesthetic you want and a certain vibe you want and certain, you know, gameplay systems that it's making easily accessible to you, then, you know, I can't see that being a problem. <laughs> but hey, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Graydon, any thoughts on the sim slash strategy genre? <laughs> I really don't have a for uh, a horse in said race. I have Pikmin Four game flying to me probably tomorrow. Um, You're gonna have a good time. I hope so. I probably won't like play it to the end, but I'll play it enough to get some get something out of it. And I've heard it's good. And mm. I just assume, yeah, I'll I'll say that for both picks. Hmm. Okay. I gotta respect that. So we'll see. Uh I, I got Pikmin. Uh well, all of us got Pikmin 4 on here. So uh we'll see how that works. And also shout out, shout out to Gabby. She likes Pikmin quite a bit. So, you know, she might get that for actually let me not say things that I intend to buy her for any type of holiday. Um, because 
she, I doubt she'll listen to this, but also what if she does? Or what if someone I know does and they hit her up? Oh no. Uh anyway, let's let's go on to the next category. <laughs> best family game for the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform. Your nominees are Disney, Illusion Island, Party Animals, Pikmin 4, Sonic Superstars, and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Illusion I'll... Island sweep. Ooh, dead ass? You think no. that's <laughs> oh, no. damn. only Alan's played that and I don't know what they think of it. It's I mean... actually mm-hmm. It's actually really fun. Mm. Is it Rayman Origins vibes? Um, or it's Legends? more <laughs> whichever. Oh no, kind of. Hmm. Okay. Um, it's it's like the art, the, the art style is fantastic. Love it. Mm. Mm. Was not expecting the game to be. I wasn't expecting. I was. I was expecting a like a Castle of Illusion situation. Where the yeah. game was would would be you like you'd be invited in by the by the vibe of the game, and it just you'd be it'd be an overall disappointment. But hmm. it's it feels like a really good Metroidvania, but for a younger audience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So that's not I, bad, and that's probably I could have swore I think um. One of the words I was one of the keyword like words I was made was or that was coined was Mickeyvania. Mm. Mickey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mickeyvania. Yeah. I like Mickey-vania. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. That's cute. I like that a lot. Um, okay. Well, Disney Illusion sounds like a good pick. Uh, I'll say this. I'm glad that this isn't just the Nintendo category. Um, where yes, three of these are Switch exclusives, but Two of these are made by Nintendo instead of like half the list. So, you know, progress is being made. Um, but for, I don't know. I, I'm going to say Super Mario Brothers Wonder because that's the best game on here, according to what I think credits feel. Um, but um, I can tell you, I, I can just say that it's, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. You've been playing a little bit of it. Yeah. I'm on the final um, area. Oh, damn. Okay. You've been playing more than a bit of it. Um, wow. I did not realize you were that deep into it. Um, in that case, I'm gonna put that as my prediction, and you know what? Fuck it. Personal pick. I'm gonna choose some. I'm gonna choose Disney Castle, Wild Castle, Disney Illusion Island, Disney Illusion wow. Island. What say you, Graydon? Uh, I think Mario is a a shoe in here. Mm. I think. I mean, it's we we. I know we've said in the past. Oh, this is the Nintendo category. Like nothing else even holds a candle to not not in terms of what they are i think that a lot of good games have lost in the past but if you have a nintendo game in here you're it's gonna win so it's either pikmin or mario i think mario got a lot better traction a lot of people liked it more pikmin is kind of a more niche title in terms of nintendo's repertoire it always has been Mm -hmm. so i think that uh god wouldn't that be weird if like like, can you imagine if like Mother Three showed up? <laughs> like they they made it, or they remade the first one, or something. Like Earthbound comes back, whatever it is. My and God, it wouldn't win all the awards. Like it would be everything everyone wanted, but that everyone is so niche. Yeah, <laughs> it's super weird to think that, but it's like so, that's um, that's why they don't make it. I think because they don't think they would make a lot of money. So, 
before I I started playing Mario Brothers Wonder, I tagged uh, Josh. I was I just was asking. I'm like, is this as good as like I I I'd already um like I asked him this like while the my copy was on was being delivered being delivered. Mm-hmm. He mentioned he was just saying he was just he was singing the praises of the of the game, and I thought, okay, then if they got tried that then, and mm-hmm. this. Or first he asked me he asked me what was the last one last um last two D Mario game I played and I just said Super Mario World and hmm. this this game is a worthy successor successor to like or like you could t- pass the torch from Super Mario World to this game or to Mario Wonder yeah. and a lot of same people worked on them yeah or, uh, yeah. Maybe not a lot, but quite a few. And also, I ever since the the new Super Mario Brothers art design was Im- implemented, I'd always mm-hmm. felt I felt a bit turned off by the new uh, art style. But, yeah, this with this one, it 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 works. It mm. okay. And also the the um. The wonder seed or the wonder flower. Yeah, that um, adds like a weird new element in every level, right? It feels like an acid trip. Uh, and as I think, someone, I can say this is someone who's now who's technically gotten high and been on a weird trip. <laughs> that I I felt that I felt like I experienced I could experience that, or I felt like I had already experienced something akin to that. So, hmm. okay, that makes sense. Yeah, you probably want some type of like clearly distinguished break there. Um, you have to know though. Did you just say that the first, the last Mario game you played was Super Mario World in like the eighties? <laughs> From like the eighties? What? <laughs> no, um, the last two D Mario. Okay, uh, all right. Yeah, the last three D Mario I played was uh, Odyssey. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, isn't that the last two D Mario that was made? No, no, there was no, there was New Super Mario Bros. Yeah, Audio, yeah. Uh, Odyssey was three D. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll say the last time I played a, a Mario game was uh, a Hat in Time, a very Nintendo sixty four ass platformer. Uh, anyway, that's a bad shout joke. Shout out to that game. Uh, yeah, shout out to that game indeed. Um, yeah, Mario Wonder, M- Mario Wonder Sweep. It seems like, but I'm gonna be contrarian and put my personal vote in for Disney Illusion. So we'll see how that goes. My personal vote is Party Animals. I think everybody should go and freaking play that game. Okay, that's a. <laughs> Hell of a recommend. It's excellent. I know a lot of people probably think it's just a gang beast ripoff. It's not. It's 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 fun as hell. Everybody in my gang beast. Ain't that right? You got it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your support. Um, On to the next category. We still got quite a few to go. So let's uh, let's boom, bam, bow. Best fighting game for the best game designed primarily around head to head combat. Uh, your nominees are Sifu 2. No, I'm kidding. We're not doing that again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, God of Rock, Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, Pocket Bravery, and Street Fighter 6. Guys, I want to do something wild. Yeah. God, uh, sweep. God you can rock off somewhere else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is off. I was thinking about how to go there, but I couldn't find a, a pathway. Um, 
no. Uh, here's here's what I feel. My personal pick is going to be obvious, but I'm just going to explain it and then tell you what it is. I think this game is the most improved sequel of any of these games. Um, I don't know nothing about Pocket Bravery or God of Rock, but I think Nickelodeon All Star Brawl Two. They went. They took that game from like a six or seven out of ten to a nine or ten. Oh my god! Like some of the reviews I've been seeing, they're like, "Oh my god!" They have they they've improved the animations. They've improved the polish. They've improved the music that plays in the background on stages. They've given voice acting to all the playable characters. Uh, the menus feel polished. There's now a single player mode that has roguelike elements and new missions to do. And there's a whole story being told with voice acting again, not just grunts and ooh it's like words are being said in dialogue. It's like another Nicktoons game. It is. It's a Nicktoons game in the way back in like 2003 where the game was in the contract for all the voice actors. So they had to be in it. But <laughs> it feels one of those. Um, I didn't know any of that. Well, I knew some of that, but I didn't know about like the roguelike stuff. Yeah. And they have like there's like a new mechanic in the game where it's like a slime meter where it's still Smash Brothers. It's still knock them out the stage and you win. But now there's like a slime meter you can build to basically amp up any attack. So every attack you have, there's a slime enhanced version that you also have to remember the timing and distance for and all that stuff. And it, it just makes for an incredibly deep fighting system that's like even if I'm not smart enough to like take advantage of all that stuff, it makes it so fun to watch. Like this is like Super Smash Brothers Melee. What's the one that everyone plays? Is it Brawl? Brawl. Um, the one that doesn't me- die? Melee. Okay, it is yeah. Melee. It, it, it's giving like Melee tournaments when I see, you know, matches that is played on online. Uh, it's very impressive. I think that is my vote. I think if anyone was paying attention, this would be everyone else's vote. But we're in a year with Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. So it has to be one of those. Um, sorry to say. Al, seems like Mortal Kombat 1 is your pick. Yeah, I um, I own, I started like going like uh, buying the ones that, like basically 9, 10, and 11 on Steam. Hmm. And I'm waiting to, I'm finding the right time to uh, get Mortal Kombat 1. But, but yeah. from everything I've seen, I'm very interested in like I'm very I've, I've been I'm more interested in in more kind of one than I have been with, with pretty much any other any other one there had been. Yeah, probably looks a lot more colorful, a lot more inviting than some of these other ones. It's a fun time. Yeah, it's I mean, it sounds good as mythologies. Um, <laughs> the young goat mythologies from the PS2, right? I think that no, maybe or maybe it was PS One. Damn. Okay. Wow. Really taking it back. Um, but hey, that's what Mortal Kombat One is. It's playing on a lot of the Mortal Kombat nostalgia from throughout the series until now. Uh, so I gotta respect that pick. Um, also, it's got Omni Man. So that's true, Omni Man. And unlike the Fortnite Omni Man, this one has a a, a good modeled butt. <laughs> if you're into that, who is um, it? <laughs> Everyone likes a good model, but, um, but yeah, I, I respect that choice. I look, I feel like between Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter Six, Street Fighter Six had no controversies around it when it came out. Mortal Kombat One, widely loved game and all. I feel like a, I saw a review or two that was like, "Hey, this game's great." I kind of didn't miss it yet, so I'm not as excited to play it because I haven't had 
three, four, five years in between. I've only had like two or three years in between. So slight knock there, and then also the switch port being hilariously bad. So I feel like when people think about positive sentiment, they're gonna go to Street Fighter Six more than anything. If they remember Street Fighter Six, is the question. Why are we still making ports for the Switch? Can we find um, that thing? <laughs> uh, 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 install base. <laughs> they they don't. No one has to make a good game for the Switch. They just have to make sure it's on there so they can get those sales. It's just wild. I mean, they gave up on the freaking Wii U so early when they were making ports that kind of worked, and now every port to the Switch is so janky and the worst place to play it. But we keep doing it. We keep on making it. Hey, just wait till Call of Duty gets on there. Oh, my God. Yeah, they did commit to that. Holy shit. (laughs) Watch it, because they never never said, hey, we promised 10 years of Call of Duty. Which Call of Duties? I don't know. Watch them port (laughs) Black Ops 1. I mean, or or just go back to the the way it was on Wii with those. Oh, my God, with the Wii Zapper? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. But instead of using the Wii, but instead of using actual peripheral, you're used. You're taking the Joy Cons and just basically making making an air gun with um, an air zapper with said. Um, oh, with the Joy Cons. See, look, these are all great ideas, but when we get Black Ops declassified too, y'all are gonna be <laughs> oh really God. sad. <laughs> um, in any time, case, time again yeah. for me to remind everyone that the first, my first exposure to World at War and Modern Warfare One were the the, the reflex editions on Wii. God bless you. And I loved them. Every minute of them. God bless your silly little heart. Um, <laughs> in any case, yeah, like I said, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is my personal pick, but I think Street Fighter's taking it, but both of y'all are in Mortal Kombat camp, so I'll let y'all be there. I'll stay on my island all alone. Me and Bless will chop it up. Actually, Bless like Mortal Kombat too, so I don't know. Maybe I'm I thinking think, wrong. I think Street Fighter has a damn good chance, and it will... Pr- honestly, it might come out on top. I just... I mean, if it means anything to you and having everything be real, I would say Street Fighter 6 is probably my pick, but Mortal Kombat is my personal pick. Okay, I respect that. Because I just think that the Street Fighter community is way bigger. People like Mortal Kombat, but fighting game fans like Street Fighter. I'll say this. I feel like more people are passionate about Street Fighter versus more people played Mortal Kombat probably, but they played the story and dipped. Mm -hmm. I think more people are still online in Street Fighter than Mortal Kombat right now. If I had to guess, um, despite it coming out way earlier. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I feel on that one. I guess we'll see how it shakes out. The phone on... real quick. Is there Ooh. a boss character is like the big boss of All Star Brawl to a Danny Phantom villain? Yes, Vlad. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it absolutely is. You, I don't know why they chose a Danny Phantom villain, but for the sickos who are playing this game, that's absolutely the era to pull from. And absolutely the type of move to make. Um, He's arguably the most evil-seeming Nickelodeon character. Yeah, so probably a good pick. He's the Doctor Doom. When he kills a baby in front of you in-game, it's going to be fucking gnarly. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, That was really dark. Uh, It's wild. (laughs) God, only the second worst Vlad on the internet. Shout out Vlad TV. Um, Don't look that up. Actually, you can. It's not that bad, but eh, probably don't anyway. You know, Next. you know, should have, you know, should have been the, the villain of All Star Brawl too. Dan Schneider. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I know you were gonna say that? I had, I did not have that in my head until you said that. Oh my god, that's incredible. 
it's, it's just master hand, but it's a foot. Anywho, oh best my RPG. god, get us out of here! Steer this thing away. Best RPG for the best game design with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. Your nominees are Baldur's Gate Three, Final Fantasy Sixteen, Lies of P, Sea of Stars, and Starfield. I would like to say something before we get cracking in here too deep. Even though I get what they're trying to do and I get the point, I don't think Final Fantasy 16 or Lies of P belongs in this category. Oh, well, is any does anyone see where I'm at, or do I need to explain further? Uh, Lies of P, I don't think of as an RPG. I think of it as a Souls like, mm-hmm. and I have not seen much of Final Fantasy 16, but I know that you are gonna piss a lot of people off with that thought. Oh. Wait, you said you because you haven't seen a lot of it? I haven't seen a lot of it, so I don't know if it doesn't have a lot of RPG mechanics. Dude, it's Devil May Cry 5 now. <laughs> okay, I, I know that it's going to probably win everything it's nominated for. Yeah, which is funny because it's not nominated for Game of the Year. Exactly. Uh, it's, that was kind of the discourse around it when it came out, is that it's very Devil May Cry 5 to the point where it's barely an RPG anymore. Wow. Um. So, like, I think there's still, like, a progression tree in the same way that Devil May Cry 5, you can buy new moves and whatnot. But I'm not exactly sure how you unlock that. It, it, the, the, the descriptions I've been hearing from people is, it's a great game, and there might be, like, quests and such, but it doesn't feel like an RPG. It feels just like a, a, a cool action game that you play. In the same way that that, uh, that Dreadwolf uh, Dragon Age game is probably going to be, like... Hmm. So yeah, that that's what I feel about that one. And then Liza P, I, I think if Liza P is an RPG, then all the Souls games are RPGs, which feels like a wild thing to say, even if they do use a lot of like classical D and D stats and whatnot. I think it's using those stats in an action context. So yeah, that's my opinion on those. But as far as who we predict, I think we're all gonna say the same thing. Do we all want to say it on three? Do, do uh, uh, one, two, three. Baldur's Gate three, three. yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Baldur's Gate three is going to take this home. You want to talk about something that's going to win every category it's in? Baldur's Gate three is going to do that. That was fun. We should do that more often. You know what? There's probably going to be chances to do that later on (laughs) in this series. I will say, personal pick though, um, I think it'd be really cool to see a stars one. Yeah. I'm actually going to vote for Sea of Stars, even though I know my vote is a drop in the bucket compared to the critics' vote weight. But I'm going to put it in for Sea of Stars because shout out to Indies. I think that's cool. I'll say respect to Liza P. People didn't think you could do it, but then they did it. Um, and I, I'm glad Starfield's finally out, at least. I'm glad you know, it's not a point of contention anymore. I'm going to throw another monkey wrench oh shit (laughs) starfield sweep (laughs) yeah i think that i'm gonna say it's probably not my person god listen it's more it's not my personal pick but it's more rational irrational i think my irrational pick is starfield because the game awards can be so fucking stupid that it's just like a popularity <laughs> contest where nothing really matters. And I just think that that could win just based on hype alone. Barely anybody. Some people played it. Barely anybody liked it. <laughs> like, 
it just was not it didn't deliver no matter what it didn't deliver on what people wanted but i think that it could win just because of the name i'll say this i feel like a lot of people play starfield very few people loved starfield but on the other hand not everyone played baldur's gate 3 but everyone who played it (laughs) loves it adored it yeah yeah same thing for lies of peace same thing for sea of stars same thing for all of these games not everyone played them but they absolutely it's their personality after they do play it with the exception of starfield so yeah we'll we'll see what it shakes out to but this is a really good list i even with starfield being like a a solid eight seven point five out of ten that's still a good ass game and this whole gaggle of games here is really really good so shout out to the rpgs this year y'all killing it y'all um no no forespoken i'm sad anyway (laughs) i'm kidding i have no horse in that race um on to the next category uh best action adventure game for the best action adventure game combining combat interversal and puzzle solving your nominees are alan wake 2 marvel spider-man 2 resident evil 4 star wars jedi survivor and the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom this is a question where do you think people are going to be strategic and try to get the games that aren't going to win game of the year and the big awards you think they're going to be strategic and use this to give shine to one of the other games or you think this is going to go to the one that is going to win everything else don't say that look Uh i'm not going to say it's going to sweep but i feel like there's two games that are going to sweep every category they're in and Baldur's gate 3 is not here (laughs) right so uh, I, I, my prediction is Zelda. God, it pisses me off so goddamn much. That Zelda's going to sweep everything? Yes. Because it's like so easy? Because it's just, yeah, it's just like Zelda Zelda can never do any wrong. No matter what, whatever it is, people will eat it up. And it's just the same nonsense over and over again. And I know what you're going to tell me. Oh, it revolutionized. Oh, it changed everything. You've never seen a game like nah, this. Miyamoto played Far Cry 3 and was like, I can do some of that. <laughs> it's, it's just like, I'm so sick and tired of seeing Zelda and talking about Zelda. Look, um, I, okay, go ahead. Um, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom are the Ocarina and Majora of the Switch. And a lot of things that were that were in Breath of the Wild and and uh, Tears of the Kingdom, mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff they were able to pull from, um, like they were able to pull back from uh, Wind Waker. You know, Wind Waker, the game that had such had one of the most severe backlashes in all of Zelda history. Hmm. True, a game that. When people when people look back on it, they say, "What do you mean? I love that game." <laughs> also true. Well, so you're saying in the moment they were critiquing it, but now in hindsight, the nostalgia glasses make them love it. I mean, I think yeah, I think it'd be, it in more recent years, people yeah, like have um, said okay, that. so Ocarina of Time influenced um, Twilight Princess. Yes, Wind Waker influenced. Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. Mm, this is also true. And the fact that we're getting to, we're, we've gotten to this point where Wind Waker can be celebrated and lauded and appreciated. When it was hated at launch. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just glad it was, I'm mm. just glad that it's finally like 
at that point when, especially when people were doing the same thing with um, the Link's Awakening remake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're making you're making a good point. Um, mm-hmm. I can't say this for Breath of the Wild because I put I didn't put as much time into it yet, as much as far as as like compared to Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, but just playing that game and it it Tears of the Kingdom is the only game in the in the in this category that feels like it's an actual you're actually ha- going on an adventure when you boot up the game. That's fair. It does. It does very feel very frontiersy outdoorsy, especially cause you got to like walk every single step unless you get the God hand or not the God hand. Uh, yeah. The horse, or I was thinking ultra hand when you're putting the carts together and whatnot, but you know, till you get other traversal options. Um, I don't know. I'll say a dark horse for this one. I feel like, I feel like Alan Wake 2 is going to get another category we'll talk about. So that game that won't win game of the year is going to get it shine somewhere else. I feel like Star Wars Jedi Survivor people liked a lot, but it just doesn't hold a candle to the to the crazy experiences of some of these other games. So I don't think Jedi is going to get much of anything. I think this if it's not Zelda, I think Spider-Man 2 or Resident Evil 4 gets this as a recognition of, hey, we like this game a whole lot. Let's give it something. And everyone rallies behind it in this category. So either Spider-Man or Resident Evil, I could see it coming. But I think Tears has this one. And what's my personal pick? I'll say my personal pick. Ooh, fuck. It's between RE4 and Resident Evil 4. Not RE4. I literally said the same thing. It's between Spider-Man 2 or Resident Evil 4. Um, It's hard to say which one. I haven't played Spider-Man 2 yet. I have it in my console. I just haven't had time to sit down and play. But I beat Resident Evil 4, so I'm going to hit that. <laughs> there we go. And Graydon, it seems like you're still... Your prediction might be Zelda, but what's your pick out of these if you're Mr. No Zelda today? Uh, Jedi Survivor, hands down. Wow. Okay. I, I Not to like be... Uh, not to start a fight, <laughs> but I Damn. feel like Jedi Survivor is the epitome of going on an adventure to me because like i've seen i've seen bits and pieces of tears of the kingdom and i know that i'm gonna get hate for this but it gives me the exact same vibe that breath of the wild did where it just looked like a samey world like that world is Mm -hmm. just grass and sky and some dungeons and Jedi Survivor, while I did complain that it feels like it has, I think it has less planets than the first one did, it at least has variety. And I feel like I'm going to different worlds and I'm doing different things. And that was like the most immersive thing that I've I've enjoyed all year. Hmm. So that is my personal pick without a doubt. All right. I, I respect it. I, I have not played Survivor at all yet. That's another game I have over here that I just haven't popped in. Um, but huh. Interesting. Uh I did think that first game felt very adventury. So if it's that vibe, but even better, that seven out of ten that, that first game was will definitely be increased to maybe even a nine out of ten, maybe a ten for me. Um I will, so, I will yeah. say this though. Mm-hmm. If you play Jedi Survivor. And try going back to Jedi Fallen Order. You will have very a difficult. rough. It was very difficult to, like I, I tried playing it just to see how it would hold up against Jedi Survivor. 
I actively hate Jedi Fallen Order now if you're playing Survivor. <laughs> now everyone knows how I felt because everyone's like, oh, game of the year, game of the year. And I played that shit and I was like, man, this shit is mid. This this plays like a game that I would play in high school because it was free on PlayStation Plus. That's what that game felt like. Nah, Fallen Order is still a, a, a beautiful little gem. You can call but it a little gem. It's not dog shit, but it's not game of the year. I understand that it's tough to go back to after all of like the new things that they added. I bet it's I bet it's wild. It's yeah. it's a similar thing with uh, Spider Man Two and uh, the the, uh, the the first game. Huh. Uh, oh. Okay. In terms of technical prowess and speed and all that. Mm-hmm. This Does... makes sense. Please don't spoil anything, but does The Last of Us have a similar thing? Like, is it hard to go back to the first one after playing the second one? Wait, you haven't played the second one? I'm so not in, like, far at all. Okay, so you're, like, very, very surface level. Yeah. Um, I mean, Al, do you want to answer that? I can. <laughs> well, it depends. Um, wait, so Last of Us Part 1 or Part 2? Uh, so I'm saying, does... Like, take away, like, the remakes and stuff. If you just had Last of Us 1 and 2, and you just played 2, is it hard to go back to 1, like, due to gameplay? Oh, so yeah, I mean. yeah, without, without, without hesitation. Yeah, it's, it, it's, they're almost, they're basically different games. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you playing as different characters, and it feels appropriately different. Like, think every time you played as Ellie in the first game, is that heightened? Like how she felt more mobile and more squirrely? Is that even more? You can you can go prone now, dude. <laughs> and that seems like a really small thing, but it's actually pretty massive. Um, and you're not just beating people to death with your fists. You got to be a little bit more creative and and not to spoil anything else. But you know what? I'm just not going to spoil anything. There's okay. a lot of gameplay variety in that game that the I first gotcha. one does not have nearly as much. Okay. While the guitar gently weeps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, just oof. just don't think about how that. Just don't think about how the WLF is just the IDF. Um, anywho, uh, best action adventure. Uh, Resident Evil Four is my vote, but uh, Zelda's probably gonna win. Uh, best action game. Next category for the best game in the action genre, focused primarily on combat. Your nominees are Armored Core Six, Fires of Rubicon, Dead Island Two. Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, and Remnant 2. Um, if I can kick this one off, I think... Look, there's one game on here that was loved and talked about by everyone in the industry as soon as it came out. And it's been so long that I think it, you know, too many games came out for it to be at the top of everyone's game of the year list. But I think everyone has a soft spot for this game. I think this is the time for it to get its due I think people are all going to show out for it in this category. I think Hi-Fi Rush takes it. Wow. Um, anybody willing to disagree? Yes. All right. What, what's your counter argument? Uh, I think because it's the, I think it's the only freaking category that it's nominated in. Uh, Armored Core is winning without a doubt. See, you think that because of From, but I don't. No, I feel I like people it, are talking be, about that game. I think it because all I saw was people talking about that game. Damn. Okay. Oh my goodness. My my Twitter was a light that that like month. See, I, I feel mean, that too, but I feel like people, everyone was talking about it. Very few people beat it. I feel like Hi Fi Rush. Everyone played it. Everyone beat it. Everyone's wanting more. All right. I mean, I'm I'm I love Hi Fi. It's it's my personal pick. 
But oh, yeah. Um, and that's only my personal pick before you say anything, because I have yet to still play Dead Island 2. Hmm. I'm sorry. There was just too much else. <laughs> Look, I, my copy of Dead Island 2 is looking at me right here from the shelf. I understand you. As is entirely. mine. It's just like I knew Dead Island 2 is still, a, a, I'm so thankful we have it. I can't wait to play it. But I knew it wasn't going to be in our game of the year talks, and I needed to play other stuff. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I, I'm getting to, to play it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm very excited to play it as well. I'm gonna put on a nice next time Noah Caldwell puts out a video essay. I'm gonna turn that shit on and just Dead Island my life away. Um, <laughs> very excited. Uh, so I guess Al, you're judging by you know what you've typed in the doc. I can tell what side of this argument you're on as far as who's gonna win. Yeah, mainly from a. I know how I, I've been watching the, the game awards for quite a while. I know how things work. <laughs> yeah, they seem to be in bed with a certain developer. Let me not say in bed, but they have a good relationship. And uh, it's not collusion. That, yeah, not collusion. Oh, my God. D- d- delete the emails. Um, <laughs> Discord messages leaked. <laughs> good Lord. Sponsored by Discord messages that are leaked. Um, yeah, I feel like, look, even though just having a good relationship with a certain developer and showing a lot of their games trailers and these events that doesn't mean that the votes are going to come out but it does mean that a similar viewer base that watches this is going to go play the games that they're advertised and i feel like a lot of people watching are on the same train as you when it comes to armored core i think a lot of them played armored core love armored core they vote for it then they watch the show um so i think that means something i just feel like i feel like the critics care about hi-fi rush where the players probably care about Armored Core. But this is weighted in favor of the critic vote. So High Fire Rush is mine. Bingo, bingo, boingo. But uh, I will give a quick shout out to Remnant 2. Uh, people aren't talking about Remnant 2 that much, but every time... I've always thought Remnant of the Ashes looked really cool, and I still want to get around to it. I have it on Steam. Um, but Remnant 2 looked incredible, and every time someone plays it, they're like, man, that game was surprisingly good and well balanced and satisfying to play people are people think remnant 2 is like i hear no negative things about remnant 2 at all Hmm. and i feel like it came out of nowhere it's a little bit niche it's a third person shooter but it's also a souls like and it's co-op with three players so it's like it's a weird hybrid of a lot of things that might clash but they worked in the first game and they work even better in this game it feels like this game is way more polished than it should be for a Embracer Group title. <laughs> like it is coming out of Gearbox Publishing from Gunfire Games, the same people who made Darksiders 3. So, you know, it, it, it seems like they're punching above their weight and they walked away from the fight unscathed. So, yeah, shout out to Remnant 2. That's my personal pick and that's what I voted for. But I, I think it has to be High Five Rush, but I understand what y'all are saying on the Armored Core front. Um, any personal picks before we go on to the next category? Uh, uh, just hi-fi. <laughs> yeah, I got you on hi-fi. Uh, Al, how about you? Should do we even? Should be? I I feel I don't feel like we should even do the next category. Look, we're gonna do it. It's gonna be a shit show, but we're gonna do it. Uh, you know what? Let's just rip off the bandaid right now. Uh, best VR slash AR game for the best game experience playable in virtual or augmented reality, irrespective of platform. Your nominees are Gran Turismo 7, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Humanity, Resident Evil Village VR Mode, or Synapse. Um, we didn't play any of these, did we? 
No, but I wanted to play Horizon. Yeah, I want to play Horizon too. And I'll be honest, Synapse looks really cool. I, I thought that was the black and white first person shooter game that was in all the PlayStation State of Plays. And um, your your hands were the only colors in the world. And you could put like little color rays and throw enemies around and fling boxes at them. And apparently the whole game takes place in your dreams. Um, it seems really cool. I'll probably never play it, but it seems really neat. Um, <laughs> I appreciate I respect it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be honest, my personal pick. I kind of want my personal pick just to be Resident Evil because I played that game. I know what it is and I like it a lot where I haven't played any of these other ones. But I think I'm going to give a shout out to Synapse just because I think Synapse is cool. What do y'all think is actually going to win? Because I know jack shit about any of this. I want to say Resident Evil because the the thumbnail there says it all. But Mm -hmm. I think uh, Horizon is probably like the best experience. Like it's an original game built for VR with an IP people know and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling that as well. Um, I'll say this. I feel like Horizon, I think Horizon is going to take it as well because it is the closest thing to what you were talking about, Graydon, how every game here feels like a sequel. It feels like the big AAA comeback of some big IP that you already know. This is the most that game in this category. Where it's boring in that way, but also it's easy to consume for everyone in that way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see what happens on that one. Uh, Call of the Mountain. Just typing everything up. And uh, Al, uh, are you feeling similarly? Do you think Horizon is going to take it? Um, yeah, but I, my personal pick is call, is human, human uh, humanity. I respect that. I respect that a lot. Mainly due to the fact that the main the main character, the main the player character is uh, Shiba Inu leading humanity to survival. And considering what I went through this year, I that really, it really touched me. Like right in the heart, right in the feelings. I like and respect that very, very much. So I, I respect that pick a lot. And plus, humanity is a very well, highly rated puzzle game. People loved that game when it came out. I just didn't know I had a VR remote until today. So. We'll see if that factors into it winning here. But um, yeah, um, some interesting nominees, but you know, is what it is. You're about to say something? Yeah, Alan, did you play Humanity? Uh, no, I just, I I can't really do it because... I gotcha. Yeah, it, it, the game got literally got announced, like I revealed, a, a couple days after the, uh, uh, after the loss. So mm-hmm. I, I was not, I was, I'm, still, I'm, still, I'm still trying to recover and everything. Yeah. I understand. That's that's no problem. That's no worry. Um, well, hey, humanity is great, but you know, you know, it's going to be the downfall of humanity. Mobile games. <laughs> Let's talk about the best <laughs> mobile game um, for the best mobile game playable on a mobile device. Um, here are your nominees for this one. Uh, Final Fantasy VII, Ever Crisis, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, Honkai Star Rail, Monster Hunter Now, and Terra Nil. Um, so Honkai Star Rail, right? <laughs> That's gonna win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's Honestly, horny for Honkai. Not my pick. That's not. You think something else is going to win? Because uh... like I can't look. I understand Monster Monster Hunter is popular. It is not popular because you can walk around and collect it like Pokemon Go. That's I not know. what that franchise is popular for. I know. People, 
people love Final Fantasy VII. You, <laughs> Ever Crisis is just the mobile version of Final Fantasy VII. You could just play that game, and people rather em, do that. Emmett, Emmett, my monkey wrench is not where you're aiming. <laughs> no, Hello I Kitty. Truly think no that due to what I saw in terms of updates and the fact that it has been on the Apple Arcade like top ten since it came out i'm scared motherfuckers are playing hello kitty island adventure i knew it i could not believe it and um, i think that thing may win you know what the thing about something that i didn't know until me and gabby got together is that apparently there's like a lot of characters in the hello kitty universe that are all tied together can i tell you about sanrio in the history i have my fiance right next to me and she would love to tell you everything about the sanrio dude see okay so you know about this shit too because i had no idea oh we're deep in it bro oh my lord so it's it's more than just the hello kitty factor which is like oh it's yeah. like japanese garfield it's no, like this no. is like this is like sanrio's super smash bros ultimate <laughs> <laughs> everyone is here <sighs> but it's also but that's the thing is not only is it that it's animal crossing so it's like everything that anyone who enjoys these things like it, it's it's just a it's a clusterfuck of exactly what those fans would want and damn and so i think existence. the people who love that may may not be the same people who vote in the game awards to be fair mm -hmm. but that has an insane fan base i can tell huh well i'll be damned so i'll, I'll put you down as that maybe being the winner i absolutely see a road for it to win i just don't see the gamers being Hello Kitty fans. <laughs> At least right, not to I'll that degree. That. Yeah, that's fascinating, though. I, I like that. Um, I don't have a personal pick out of all this, to be honest. I think Terra Nil was originally on console, published by Devolver or something. Maybe. I might be thinking of a different game, but I, I don't feel anything personal. I'm not even going to write a personal pick. Anyone have a personal pick on here that they're like, oh, that's my game? Hello Kitty Island Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> well luckily you've been written down for it so you're all good for it um so let's let's view another game to find uh in the next category best debut indie game uh for the best debut game created by a new independent studio your nominees are cocoon dredge pizza tower venba and viewfinder to cash in on the joke that i set up a couple minutes ago um so i think the winner of this one i'll say everyone i feel like everyone was super excited and impressed by viewfinders demos and then the game came out and they were like it was cool <laughs> but like not blowing my mind i feel like a lot of people play venba and they like the representation there i feel like a lot of people talked about dredge a couple people talked about cocoon I think Pizza Tower had a viral moment earlier this year, so I'm voting Pizza Tower. So there was I, like a solid month I couldn't get away from that game, but please continue. I got no fucking clue. Well, I've heard of it, but in terms of looking at it, these stills that I just Googled are the first time I've ever laid eyes on what Pizza Tower is. Pizza I, I, I heard <laughs> nothing. No one ever. I have no clue. <laughs> See, I'll, I'll qualify it this way. Pizza Tower blew up in like the YouTuber scene. 
like okay. I saw a lot of like video essay people and like just dudes on the internet that aren't necessarily working at your polygons, IGNs, whatever. Those people were really all about Pizza Tower. It is very, it's just Wario Land kind of game. It's Wario Land by way of 90s Nickelodeon. Okay. So think like Rocco's Modern Lifestyle Animations, but it's Wario Land where you're collecting a bunch of stuff. Then you collect the item that you need to get, and then a timer ticks down, and you have to run back to the entrance to leave. Huh. It People liked it. It was very addictive to a lot of people, and I think it's going to win. Or it's going to be Dredge that every... I feel like no one played Dredge, but the people who did couldn't shut up about it. Yeah, I've, I saw an absurd amount of Dredge praise, and I think that it's going to win. Mm. I can see it. Certainly win. Um, I feel like... Crap. Let me pa- pause, pause a sec while I double check on this okay. one. This is me pausing or really uh, just stalling. I guess right, we'll I'll be seeing. I'll talk about it more in detail, but I quite like Venba. It's not going to win. Um, <laughs> but for me personally to hijack the podcast for a sec. Best debut indie game. I think Dredge. I think Dredge has to win this. Yeah, that's mm. what I was saying, because I just think that it's it was big and people liked it. And. I'm excited to play it at some point. Apparently it will scare the crap out of me. So that's interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's a horror fishing game. I expect to have a jump scare or two at least. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I'll say. I respect that. Uh, Al, you seem undeterred by the kind of meh vibes that I got from Viewfinder. Maybe you're seeing something different. I really like what this game, what the game is about. And I just hmm. like or wait, you which lo- one? Uh, uh, viewfinder. Ah, let me ask this: Is it you like what the game is about? As far as like, I like the the narrative and what that's about, or like, I just like what this game's doing, like the whole core gimmick of taking a picture and changing space. A little bit of both. I just um on the indie book club episode uh, episode on like a, a first half of uh, Thomas was alone. I brought up uh, Viewfinder because that type of game is the type of game I would just lie in bed and just think, have have my like just going through all the different things that could be, could be done in my mind. Uh, I like the sound of that. Just the possibilities seem endless in your head. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I, I respect that choice. I, I think Viewfinder has a chance, but. We'll see. I feel like a lot of people play Viewfinder. Out of all these, I think most people play Viewfinder. But I don't know, man. I like how we all got different options for this one. I like that. I like when that happens. You know, screw uniformity of thought. Let's let's have some diversity. Um, speaking of diversity, here's some typos in this next category. Uh, best independent game. That wasn't great ty- that segue at all. Uh, best independent game for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside of the traditional publisher system. Uh, let's see if we can find a typo here. Your nominees are Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, and Viewfinder. Guys, y'all wanna y'all wanna say it with me? What's the typo here? Cocoon is two C's. No, right. no, right. the fact the fact that Dave the Diver is listed at all. <laughs> oh wait. Wait, I'm looking at the wrong I was looking at the wrong category. Oh uh, no, you were looking at the one previous. Uh, best, 
indie debut. Yep, and I openly spelled cocoon wrong on the internet, so that's fun. Oh well, <laughs> it, I thought it had three C's. You could have gotten in real big trouble and forgot the first two letters. Anywho, <laughs> oh. <laughs> anywho, um, yeah, Dave the Diver shouldn't be here. We all understand that, right? Why is it again? Um, it is made by a, a developer that is owned by Nexon, <laughs> as in Combat Arms Nexon. As oh. in, been around for like 15 years, massive Chinese publisher, Nexon. Hmm. Yet the game that that developer made is now here an independent game because it's made outside of the traditional publisher system, despite the fact that it's owned by a traditional publisher. They also have a... that I agree with you. That's that's wild. Wasn't um, Cocoon for that last one as a debut indie? Didn't that team make fucking... Um, limbo? No, not limbo. Oh yeah, made by former, founded by former Playdead employees. I thought they made below. That's no, Capybara. yeah, that is Carpibara. Yeah, different. Um, huh? Okay, all right. I'm I'm wrong all around. <laughs> uh, I'll say this. Um, look, Dave the Diver shouldn't be on here. I think it's gonna win. <laughs> I think it's gonna win. Because I, I've been here's the thing I've been charged up to talk about this, so I'm gonna just say my piece and then peace out because it's already midnight and we got so many more fucking categories. We only done like half the categories. What are you doing? Um, Dave the Diver. I think people look at this as an indie title, not because of it actually being an independent title made by an independent studio, but because it has the aesthetics of an indie. I think similar to the film industry, where you say, "Oh, an indie film." When you say indie film, you're thinking about a specific type of story. You're thinking about a specific way that it's shot. You're thinking about specific music that's even in it. There's a very specific vibe and aesthetic that is an indie film. And you can make a film that has that vibe and aesthetic, even if it's being distributed by you know, a big conglomerate movie company. So you don't have to just go to A24 for indie films. You could... There are indie films that have that same vibe, you know, coming from Fox, coming from Disney, coming from whoever you want, Paramount. Um, so in the same way, Dave the Diver is doing that. But I think the problem is that aesthetic is not something that people made because they wanted to. That is an aesthetic born out of the fact that you have no money or resources to do the big Hollywood thing. <laughs> like people didn't when they made the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It looked like that because they were broke, not because they thought it would be cool. <laughs> and then they accidentally stumbled into something iconic. Same thing for, what is it, Blair Witch Project. That wasn't because they thought it was cool. That was just a really economical way to make a movie. Dave the Diver is the same way where it feels like they're posing. Where the aesthetic is created by the conditions, not the other way around. <laughs> So, yeah, it, it feels like fake posing to make a game like Dave the Diver. And if you just if you're a big ass studio and just wants to make something small that you're passionate about, Obsidian did it. They did it with uh, what is it? The ink paper game. Everyone looks like a painting. Pentiment. Um, yeah. Yeah. Pentiment. Exactly. They did Sorry, it with Pentiment. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all both said at the same time. So good job to both of you. Um, but they did it with Pentiment. But we didn't recognize that as an indie game because we know what that means. I think Dave the Diver, no one knows who Mini, Mint Rocket is. So they're like, oh, it's indie, right? They just didn't do their research. So I think Dave the Diver is going to win. 
because I'm cynical about people's ability to do research and think critically. <laughs> it's also a similar situation with um, Power Wash, where that was technically it was quote unquote indie game released through um, Square Enix's indie program. You know what? I think that still counts because the developer is owned by no one. Like Future Labs isn't owned by anybody. Like, yeah, they got a pretty big publisher to put their game out for them, but that's just they got a check cut just to put out one game. There is no financial stability for the future. I think I think this this category should be defined by the fact that, hey, indie studio, you you put out a game that people like a lot, and you know it's good that you put out a game that's really good. But you had to do that while also trying to budget everyone's salaries, while also trying to figure out the next deal to cut. What, okay, we need to make a the game pass deal so we can have money for the next ten months, et cetera, et cetera. If you're owned by a bigger publisher, you don't have to worry about that. If you're owned by a bigger company at all. Mm-hmm. Nexon does everything for the Dave the Diver devs. Why are they here? <laughs> That's where I'm also, at. Um, I was, when I was watching the Second Wind um, stream of Half-Life, mm-hmm. uh, Yahtzee and Marty were talking about indie, what, did, what counts as what really defines an indie game. And Yahtzee had the perfect response or the perfect, perfect what is it, perfect explainer mm-hmm. it's in it's an indie game if the ceo had w- personally w- had worked like worked on the game that's a great way to say it that is a good way to say it because mm-hmm. like then it's, it's a like team effort yeah it's like mm-hmm. no we were like it's like no it's like all hands on deck literally all hands mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah everyone everyone's contributing it's not hey i'm the ceo and everyone does stuff it's like no we're all in the trenches um so yeah, Dave the Diver is going to win it, but my personal vote is Sea of Stars again. I think that game's really... I don't think I'll ever play it, but I just appreciate what it is so much. I think it's really cool. So I'm voting for Sea of Stars. Uh, what say y'all? I talked way too much that for a while. Um, what say y'all on this category? Uh, I want Sea of Stars probably to win based on uh, that I heard it was very good. I hope it gets some love in these awards. I have yet to try it, but I really want to. Viewfinder, I really want... I want to try all these, to be honest. Cocoon, I have played. I really, really enjoyed. And it's probably... I don't know. It's weird that I I played it, but I'm not making it my personal pick. I recommend it highly. It's a very interesting game. For Cocoon? Yeah, it's very unique and pretty and... Just a fun little like podcast game. But Sea of Stars just has so much going for it that I really want to see it win. Either that or Dredge, because I just, I don't know. I don't know. It's just something about it. I know everyone loves Dredge. Everyone loves Sea of Stars. So I think those two are the top favorites. I feel like people love Cocoon. Not enough people played Cocoon. Right. Uh, and I already said what I said about Viewfinder. I feel like it fell off for a lot of folks. Uh, Al, are you in a similar place when it comes to independent game? Do you think? Actually, no. I already saw what you put down. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so just yeah. Same. This the statement still stands. Yes. Uh, Viewfinder, you're still in the corner for. I respect it. I respect it. But we'll see how things shake out uh in just a few days here uh let's go on to the next category um all right no problem no problem let's go to the next category this one's gonna be an interesting one uh best community support 
recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency, and responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity and game updates slash patches. And your nominees are Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, and No Man's Sky. Um, uh, Al, what do you think about this one? Um, so, uh, No Man's Sky and Baldur's Gate are my, like, I'm kind of torn between those two because, uh, No Man's Sky has been gaining altitude, so to speak, or no pun intended. Hmm, Fair enough. Um, in terms of how they are constantly, they've ever since that, ever since the launch, they've been like, ever since the game, the game launched, they've been getting better and better and better. Like to the point where that game is not even recognizable as like a current day to what it it resembled all those many years ago. Absolutely. And they've just been they've been doing their they've been doing everything 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 they possibly could to possibly can to give the people give the players what they want. Yeah, yeah. And Baldur's Gate three, um, been in early access. Or was it in early access for about two, three years? Yeah, for a while, yeah. And it just explains, it just makes sense as to why. Mm-hmm. Um, it just makes sense why, like, because I've yet to see anything bad with that, like with Larian Studios. That's true. Pretty flawless record on them, yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, they just, both those, like, the, it's not... One of the things where, like, I my personal is one, and the, and my prediction is the other. I'm just they're both neck and neck for like who you think is gonna win. Yeah. Hmm. All right, I I can respect that one. Uh, I'm kind of we'll we'll figure out how we're gonna split that up. But I'll say for me, when it comes to best community support, <sighs> it's so weird to say any of these single player. And yes, Baldur Baldur's Gate three does have multiplayer. But it's weird to consider like a story heavy game, a community support type game. But when you can, if they're talking about social media activity, Baldur's Gate 3 absolutely is number one with that, where all these other games had updates, had patches, had major expansions in the case of uh, Cyberpunk. I feel like none of these are comparing to the, um, the sheer amount of fan art of, you know, skits and uh, images and so much talk about Baldur's Gate 3, so much like granular talk, so many like very specific things that you would only know about if you've been playing the game for this many hours. Like Baldur's Gate 3 seems to have taken over the internet in a way that see that is completely organic and just very impressive. The fact that it's had a chokehold on so much of the industry like that, even to this day. So I kind of want to vote for it. Especially since Destiny 2, they're in the fucking gutter. They're not supporting the community. Everyone's pissed off about them laying off people on top of that. So it's not them. It's not uh, Final Fantasy 14. Usually that's the go-to, but uh, I feel like people have gone to other places. I'm going to say Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, because Final Fantasy 14 was the lone, the lone pillar for a while. Mm-hmm. And now there's actually other things that people who are all about that can can get their signature. Yeah. Can get that or just 
take a little break, get out of the pool, try try these other games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're making a good point. You're making a good point. But uh, I think this conversation has convinced me. Best community support is Baldur's Gate 3. For me, I think that's what's going to win. And honestly, it's kind of what I want to win. Uh, I think Cyberpunk is cool, but like they released that broken and then it got better. Or Baldur's Gate 3, they released it in early access broken and then it got better. So, you know, they got their status back. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and vote for that one. Uh, let's see here. Uh, and your personal vote is also the same? Or you said it was split between No Man's Sky and Baldur's Gate, right? It makes it easier. Um, my prediction is Baldur's Gate 3. My personal is No Man's Sky. Okay. We'll split it up like that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, with that, we'll go on to the next category. Um, let's see here. Best ongoing game. Um, oh my lord. Wait, let me see. How many categories do you still have? Uh ongoing. We just did community support. So one, two, nine. three, four, nine. Cat there's so many categories. <laughs> All right. Some of these we can speed through, like this one. Best ongoing game. Awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Your nominees are Apex Legends, Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. Before we continue, Al. I remember you said it's weird that Cyberpunk 2077 is on here. And then I said, it's not weird at all. I want you to say why you think it's weird. And then I'll retaliate in kind. Um, the It's a single player game that. Hmm. Oh, hold on. Just... Oh, okay. Go ahead. Um, it's a single player game that just had mainly just had a. A, an expansion drop and that's it. it that's it on paper but they had a bunch of uh patches that kind of like filled out a lot of the systems and whatnot people like that game now and i don't feel bad picking up my controller to play cyberpunk 2077 now because it seems like it is the best version of itself now but I, i'll say i feel like it belongs on best ongoing game because they continue to support that game it wasn't just that expansion they added all these other extra features and tweaked a bunch of stuff. So it doesn't feel traditional in that, like, oh, there's the battle pass for this season. Here's the this for this season. Cyberpunk didn't have any of that. It's just they kept working on the game. I just don't think we should reward the behavior of we put out this game and it's bad and it doesn't work. And now we're going to upgrade it and give you a version that does work. I don't think we should reward that with the best ongoing game title. I don't like that personally. Would that be? Do you feel cozy about this if we were to get every single thing on there? Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd feel great about that either. Um, I I'm gonna just say, fuck. I like Apex Legends a lot. I feel like they didn't do anything this year except for the cross progression that's very slowly trickling out to people now. Fortnite, I don't know award for laying people off. Final Fantasy fourteen. It's the safest choice. I'm gonna just hit it. You mean critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy fourteen? Yes, critically acclaimed. The one that you can play the free trial for. Yeah, the all, the big wall of text that they post in every <laughs> fucking mention of the game. Um, yeah. Uh, that's how I feel about it. Uh, great. I know you had uh, stepped out for a second there, which is fine. But uh, we did talk about best community support. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to give you a chance to 
respond to any of those if you wanted to. And I'll just read those one more time very quickly. Best community support. Uh, the nominees were Baldur's Gate, Cyberpunk 2077, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, and No Man's Sky. Did you want to give a pick real quick? Uh, I actually added to the list. I, oh. I'm a big No Man's Sky. I'm a big Hello Games stan. Um, I, I haven't played a lot of No Man's Sky. I really haven't played any of it since it has this wealth of content this this metric dirge of content <laughs> that's come out metric dirge is my favorite nerdcore rapper <laughs> <laughs> but uh i had to give it to cyberpunk because i they just absolutely changed the game with this and gave everybody from what i've heard everyone who wanted that game day one they now have what they wanted and i think that that definitely earns them this award this year uh going to best ongoing i mean cyberpunk doesn't get it for that i don't think just because it 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 just took them so long to get there that i don't think that they really i don't know i don't think that it's great in terms of an ongoing game but i know people play genshin a lot still but Final Fantasy 14 just comes out on top in like every every time I hear about it, it's it's fantastic. So that's got to be it for me. All right. Or are you in the same boat as me? Um, it seems like only Al is the one who wants to reward Epic for killing Bandcamp and laying off people. <laughs> Don't make Alan feel bad. Sorry, <laughs> I'm making a joke. Look, look. <laughs> I like Fortnite. I play Fortnite. I understand it. Um, I I submitted my name into the class action lawsuit to get my V-Bucks back. But, you know, we'll see. <laughs> Gotta get those V-Bucks. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm trying to get my money back from the V-Bucks I spent in the last, like, three years. Gotta get that search, money back. <laughs> search Fortnite settlement if you want your money back if you spent money on uh, Fortnite in the last, like, three years. But, Al, uh, you think Fortnite's going to win because of popularity? Or is that, like, something you're riding for? Um, not not really. Just hoping it wins. I just have a feeling it's going to win. Yeah, it feels like it's a safe choice. Everyone might hit. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. We shall see. We shall see. Um, but from there, we'll move on to the next category. We are getting closer, y'all. Uh, games for impact for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. Your nominees are a space for the unbound, chance of Sonar, goodbye volcano high, Chia. Tara Nil and Venba. All right, my category. Here I am. I'm <laughs> I was about to say, here's Mr. Indy. Um, so let's see. What, what do we got this year? Huh? And it, can I nominate as Dusk Falls again? No? All right. <laughs> um, so Goodbye Volcano High. We talked about it at length around PAX time. You had tried it. Have you played it? It's in its full form. Uh, wait for which one? Goodbye, Volcano High. You, I remember um, you played the demo at PAX. Yeah, and I was falling asleep during it. Okay, cool. So I sorry to say, I've heard like nothing about it, and that turned me off from wanting to play it. Chance of Sinar, I've had my eyes on for a little bit. I I don't know what it is in terms of impact. Chia is one that I definitely want to get to, and I think could be in the running. But if I may. Um, since we're probably not going to talk about games that we, like what you play in, 
Yeah. I'm going to briefly mention what I've been playing, which was Venba. Yeah. Uh, Venba, I, I played it all in one sitting the other night. It took me less than an hour and a half. And the creator basically said that's all they wanted to tell this story. And this is why I I didn't think that it fit in the best debut indie because that to me makes it sound like you're expecting more, but mm-hmm. I expect nothing more from Venba. I think it was the perfect way to tell this story as just a random person who wanted to tell a story about their mother and their family. And it's a beautiful, beautiful little game with really fun, like, cooking mechanics similar to like a cooking mama type thing and mm-hmm. a narrative that really took me by surprise in some mm. ways and just really cut deep a very 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 emotional little story and it's a it's a true story and it's a powerful one and I wow. think that it definitely deserves this. Like, this is the game I, my absolute personal pick. Do I think it'll win? I, I don't know if enough people played it. I think Space for the Unbound got, like, I, I've heard that be thrown around a lot. And that might win. But mm-hmm. Venba definitely, I think it, it, it should win. And I think everyone should play it because it's on Game Pass. It's real, real fast, and it's just a really sweet little story. It's like a little movie. Hmm. That makes me kind of want to play this. I'm not going to lie. It's <laughs> like great. It, it was on my radar already, but this makes me want to prioritize it. Um. So I respect that pick. I'll just say real quick, Chance of Sonara, I've been hearing about on the same level as all the best games of the year, as if it's like another game of the year contender. I think yeah. if people feel that, I, I have heard that Jason Schreier started that type of conversation that I heard skill up talking about it. Just people popping up here and there being like, man, this game is one of those ones for, for like a lifetime, just game. I'm going to love forever. I've heard, I've heard talk like that, but only from like a handful of people. I feel like more people, I feel like more people have heard a space for the unbound and more people have heard of Venba. So because of that, I feel like more people have played both of those. So the, the vote is skewed, I think. Looking at Space for the Unbound, I think I played it in a demo fest video. Ooh. I forgot all about this game. Damn, that might that might be what it is. If you're not getting anything on your side, then yeah, that, maybe that is the case. Um, but yeah, that that's just what I'm feeling about the situation. I think the person who's gonna win, I'm gonna go ahead and put chances in R, but I, I'm not super duper confident in that. I just don't see anything else getting the type of buzz like al I'll, I'll say this you have goodbye volcano high on there is this because you just dig that game or you just think uh people remember that from all the playstation showcases maybe that'll win um it's more of a yeah it's it's more along the lines of i i'm just i'm i have a feeling people will just th- think hey i saw that game during the all these different showcases and just, you just want to beat them to the punch on that yeah yeah fair enough fair enough um, well, here, let's go on to the next category. We're really close. Um, innovation and accessibility, recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even 
wider audience. That's the least accessible write-up they've made because that was a paragraph. Anywho, uh, your nominees are Diablo 4, Forza Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man, Mortal Kombat 1, and Street Fighter 6. I know who I think should win this. Uh, what do y'all think? I'll, I'll I'll hold off on my thoughts for a second. Pretty clear who should win. I, I, are we all agreeing it's Spider-Man too? Yes, having played the having played the game, and had and going okay. So I won't spoil anything. I'll just explain how the game how, how the accessibility works with some of the some of the ways it's how it's I've observed it. Um, there's there are motions where like with the motion like with the um with like haptics and all that that if you have trouble with like there's a certain there's a certain thing where you like a certain little mini game where you have to make an, a bit of an arc to as to, to get something in a certain net mm-hmm. and if you're unable to do that type of stuff due due to perception issues or sight issues yeah it automatically does it like you don't have to do a single thing it automatically does it for you huh okay you don't have to worry about getting stuck on something that is very frustrating Hmm. okay that's pretty um, neat there are even areas where you if you if you if you um want to have limit like certain things you can just like um combat s- scenarios Hmm. So it you seems can, like it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, if you're not that big on combat and you're getting, and you're not able to keep up with everything, there's another. There's there's another setting where you can just simply have it be where if a enemy attacks you and you have to press a button repeatedly mm-hmm. or do something of that nature. Yeah, you can just you know have that be done automatically or in a different way. Yeah. Hmm. Kind of similar to Uncharted 4, it sounds like. Yeah, uh, like I swear, Insomniac and Naughty Dog absolutely get it in terms of accessibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I, I don't think that a, there's a single game that... Or there's at least a single game that those two studios have made that have not had any type of negative impact on people who have trouble playing them like hmm. um and uh Graydon, you you said you hadn't gone to last of us part two yet um no but i know that it has a lot of accessibility like it was winning left and right for the accessibility stuff yeah mm-hmm. so there's there's a mode there's a, there's a part where or not even a mode there are options where if, if you are in the spot where I was when I was playing it, where I was horrified, terrified, because it because it looked looked so real that it could be perceived as real. <laughs> Might trigger a fight or flight or something. Yeah, um, there's an option, like there's an option in Last of Us Part Two, accessibility mode, to go prone and have everything. Like if you go prone with the setting on, you're invincible. No one can. If you if you go prone, you you're on you you go automatically undetected. Mm-hmm. That is cool. And yes, and it really helped me out when I was trying before I ultimately gave up on the game because of reasons. Yep. Um. It. Hmm. 
like I was I was getting very anxious and nervous or not, anxious, horrified, terrified, very panicky. Then I used used then I went prone. The mechanic work uh, kicked in and you got to rest for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the type of thing that I think is really good for these accessibility things. The only thing I voted for, I voted for Spider-Man. I think it's going to win. And it's also my personal vote. The only thing on here, there isn't really a good one for this. So I feel like, man, there's no like Xbox accessibility controller being shown mapped to like all the hi-fi rush buttons or something like that. I'm sure that's possible, but it's like they didn't push that. So I think people are thinking when they think accessibility, they're thinking of the fact they can open up the Perry windows in Marvel Spider-Man 2 and not be penalized. So um yeah i know that hi-fi like hi-fi initially was going to be my choice because i know it has a lot of cool accessibility stuff especially for people with like rhythm like i'm afraid of rhythm game type of thing yeah rhythmically challenged (laughs) the rhythmically challenged but i feel uh, after you started mentioning spider-man i haven't played it yet but i did see a video on the swinging mechanics and how those accessibility like if you're not good with the timing, you can make it so that he never really hits the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you guys saw that, but it's like, it, it'll keep you in a perpetual free fall so that you never really break the flow. And you can change that or you can make it like super realistic where if you like swing by people, you, you get messed up and you fall to the ground. But, oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's happened to me. I was, I was surprised when that happened. Yeah, so you can time. you can change that and make it make it so much easier, and I think that that's like a a big step in the helpful direction. Oh, did we lose Emmett? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm still here. Um, did you sorry, fall I was, asleep? Let me tell you something, buddy. I worked for twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> I right, I got into work jump? at six. Um, do we want to jump to the end? How about this? How about this? Here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. Because like audio design is like, like c- come on. <laughs> we're we're gonna rapid fire until we get to game of the year. How about that, everybody? Okay. Yes, because God forbid I actually expire during this recording. Um, so what? Uh we were on innovation accessibility. We all talked about Spider-Man 2. We're just gonna say what we think is gonna win for each one. We're just gonna pass it around and then just move on. Um Best performance uh, awarded to an individual for voiceover, acting, motion, and or performance capture. We got Ben Starr for Final Fantasy 16, Cameron Monaghan for Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Itchers Elba, Cyberpunk 2077 DLC, uh, Melanie Libbard, Alan Wake 2, my personal pick, Go Black Woman, and Neil Newborn for Baldur's Gate 3, along with Yuri Lurenthal as Spider-Man and Marvel Spider-Man 2. Uh, I think, uh, fuck. Actually, what do y'all think? Who y'all think is going to win? <laughs> uh, Yuri. Okay, I respect that choice. Same thing for you, Graydon? Um, I think people like Idris Elba a lot, but I bet Yuri will win. Yeah, I, I'm kind of on that. I, I think Idris Elba is a big name. I don't think his performance is what people like that game, that DLC for. Um, I'm going to be controversial. I think it's going to go to the guy from Baldur's Gate because I think that's the dude on the cover, the sexy vampire boy. Oh, uh, no, um, Neil Newborn. Yeah, is that him? Yes, Tarion. <laughs> yes, yes. I think people love that motherfucker. So I think there's a good chance he'll win. Um, so yeah, shout out to that. Um, all right, so best performance done. Uh, who who did I say? Oh, uh, Alan Wake too. I'm voting for this girl because she reminds me of my girlfriend. Um, going back to the next one, <laughs> best audio design, recognizing the best in the game audio and sound design. Your nominees are Alan Wake two, Dead Space, Hi Fi Rush, 
Marvel Spider-Man 2 and Resident Evil 4. Um, let's see here. What do y'all think? Who do y'all think is going to win? I don't know what the hell this means. I guess Dead Space so, is like scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, best audio sound, audio effects, like sound design, all that. Mm-hmm. Basically, best everything in your ears that isn't music. Yeah, like immersion, like immersive stuff. Which is kind of what Dead Space and RE4 were like trying to update, right? In a way, like yeah. Mm-hmm. So probably one of them. Okay. So I'm gonna say for me, it's Alan Week Two. Not that I've played it yet, but there's a sequence in that game called We Sing. I think based off of that, people are gonna see that and think audio design AF, and then see this category and vote for it. So I think that's gonna win. Either that or Hi-Fi Rush, since that's a game all about how the audio is. Hmm. So, I don't know. Y'all want to pick a lane for RE4 or Dead Space, since th- you all oh, think um, it's one of those? It's definitely Dead Space for me. Okay. Dead Space for you. I'll and that was Dead Space. I got no horse, really. Well, I, I mean, I could say Hi-Fi, but I haven't played either of the two I think it will be. But if Alan says Dead Space, I trust him. I think Resident Evil 4 is a better game as someone who played them both. But, hey, we'll see how it shakes out later on. <laughs> Um, but my, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and put Alan Wake 2 as my personal vote as well. So let's click on to the next one. I did say I'm voting alongside this conversation, so I'm just clicking all of them as we go. Uh, best score in music for outstanding music, inclusive, uh, oh God, inclusive of score, original song, and or licensed soundtrack. Uh, your nominees are Alan Wake 2 with composer Petri Alanko, Baldur's Gate 3 with composer Borislav Salov. Salvo, oh Lord Jesus! Uh, I'm just gonna <laughs> slav. No, I said it right. Slav off. Slav off. Yeah. Or slav slav off. Okay, I just got <laughs> tied up on that first V. Um, Final Fantasy 16 composer Masayoshi Soken. Um, Hi-Fi Rush audio director Chiuchi Kobori. I am so self-conscious about getting these wrong. And Legends of the Tears of the Kingdom, composed by Nintendo Sound Team, because no one ever gets individual credit at Nintendo, um, unless you're someone who makes the most money. Uh, I think uh, music is uh, Hi-Fi Rush had a bunch of licensed tracks, so I think people are going to take that as a cop out. As far as things that people are like listening to, I think the music of Final Fantasy 16 was popping for a lot of people and kind of made a lot of the moments in that game. So I'm going to vote for that. I think that's going to win. I'm going to throw a monkey wrench. Uh... It's just going to not it's not going to be for my pick, but I am going to say Hi-Fi Rush has an incredible original soundtrack. It really only uses a couple licensed songs from what I could tell. Wow. And its original soundtrack is brilliant, and I will be talking about it a lot in our game of the year. I nominated it myself, um, but I feel oh. that Final Fantasy 16 will probably win here. Yeah, I think this is the one it gets. Uh, Al, you in a similar place, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I'm on that train. Uh, I will say, personal pick, uh, I did pick Hi-Fi Rush, so I'll hold hands with you a little bit on that. Um, Next category, Best Art Direction for Outstanding Creative and or Technical Achievement in Artistic Design and Animation. Uh, Alan Wake 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Lies of P, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Interesting lines of P is on here, but as far as what I think is going to win, fuck. I want to say Hi-Fi Rush. I really want to say Hi-Fi Rush. Maybe Mario Brothers Wonder. Um, I think Hi-Fi Rush just has such a vibrant art style that people are noticing the art direction more, so I think they're going to vote for it there. Um, What say y'all? I wanted to say Alan Wake 2. 
but that I, is bold and i like it yeah i think from what i've seen of it it does some really cool animation stuff i mean the original did too it stood out for that crazy animation but i think hi-fi like people are going to hear art and they're going to think hi-fi mm-hmm. it's kind of like how like borderlands would definitely win no matter what because it's different yeah it's so shaded mm-hmm. yep absolutely uh al you in the same boat uh well i picked my prediction is hi-fi rush my personal one is mario brothers wonder because uh... what tears of the kingdom does is basically just a rehash of what Breath of the Wild did. Mm. So it's not super duper unique on its own. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, res- I respect that. And I think that is the case. I don't think it's going to win this one, but probably going to win something coming up very soon. Uh, after this one, we have best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. Uh, your nominees are Ellen Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Phantom Liberty from Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy 16, and Marvel Spider-Man 2. I think this goes to Baldur's Gate 3 with a chance of Alan Wake stealing it. Um, what say y'all? Baldur's Gate 3 with a chance of Spider-Man stealing it. Wow, the story's that good? Yeah. Fucky wucky, I gotta play this game. Uh, how about you, How about you, Graydon? Yeah, I was gonna say probably the same thing as Alan. Alan Wake 2, I mean, like, Control was a story, supposedly, that was really great. And and if it, I mean, it's remedy, but uh, I mean, I think I'll say the, I'll say control just... story is fine. It's more it had really cool moments in the story of what got you to the moments. But anyway, go ahead. OK. All right. Well, we all voted Baldur Gate, Baldur's Gate three. <laughs> yeah, it's Baldur's Gate three. It's all it's going to win, but mm, we'll see. Alan Wake two seems like it has a lot of really cool moments. I don't know if people are loving the story itself like that, but the moments might top what's in all these other games possibly. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, you know what? I'm going to vote for it for my personal pick. So let's click on through and go to the next one. Uh, best game direction awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Your nominees are Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I think this one goes to Alan Wake 2 because if you want to talk about a game in which you feel its design every time you play it, it is Alan Wake 2. You played Alan Wake 2? No. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm, I haven't played any of these fucking games except really maybe... coming out for it tonight. <laughs> well, look, I feel like every time people talk about Alan Wake 2, they are talking about it as if it's one of the greatest games of the year and one of these go down in history type games. I love Control, so this is kind of what I'm basing it on. But if they did shit from Control, but even better and more uniquely, then Control felt like a designed fucking video game. Alan Wake 2, from everything I hear, feels like that even more in a way where Baldur's Gate 3, some of that stuff is derivative of other things. Same thing for Spider-Man, same thing for Mario Wonder, same thing for all of these. But Alan Wake 2 is just screams originality to me, and I think people think originality is game direction. So bingo, 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 I think it's going to win. I personally think Spider-Man 2 is going to win because of one main reason. <laughs> <laughs> Not the fucking uh, audio button. A-T-S-T. <laughs> Sorry, I, and I, that. I, I had that i was i had my I, I had the soundboard out and i was ready just waiting for the right moment to strike <laughs> that was so good i clapped when venom came on screen <laughs> <laughs> my god i respect um, it i respect no, that. but um 
<laughs> Spider-Man 2, still, even just f- from the get-go, from the opening. Like, they it, just kick it up another notch. Yeah, and they are not, they're not playing around with, um, like, there are, there are some diabolical evil stuff going on with, with some of the, with things that you just, that's mainly, like, some certain things are environmental storytelling, certain things are, like, the game feels like... Like we're not in Kansas anymore type vibes? <laughs> yeah. Um... And I mentioned that I got met, I got I got pretty upset be, because they had a moment where they could have they 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 do a fake out of a certain of a certain thing, and the way the way it was played was so beautiful, and it ended up being as I, as as I said a fake out, but for a split second the possibilities sec- seemed endless. <laughs> Not just that, I it, it. <laughs> the way everything is is acted. Um, like, like mocap and everything, a transgressive experience. Yeah, and I, I had to take. A, I, I took a bit of a break from. Like, I haven't played it in a few days because I just thought I need. To, I need to decompress from that because that was just so <laughs> a lot. Yeah, it was a lot to deal with. Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas Alan Wake Two, I, I've been here. I've been seeing a lot of, about. Um, been seeing a lot of stuff about uh technical issues on on really yeah hmm. Cert, like visual bugs ten uh ten like game breaking bugs wow yeah there have been every time i i load up my i i turn on my p s five i see a, like a notification um uh, new update for or new update slash patch for Alan Wake two <laughs> Yeah, that shit's coming in hot, it sounds like. Um, I'll say for Alan Wake 2, the one thing that I hear negative, I haven't heard any of the bugs or visual issues. I've heard the combat is very unbalanced, where normal is way too hard, but easy is just way too easy. And there's no happy medium. It seems like the balance is all off. But other than that, people seem very happy with the game. Um, what, what say you, Graydon? What, what is your choice on here? I infamously hate best game direction. I... I really think that that's such a strange <laughs> like i i want to think in terms of like well if i were to pick like best director why would i think that and then why do how do i attribute that to games it's just very weird um i guess i would say <sighs> innovation and game direction i guess i would say alan wake 2 I just think that that game, mm-hmm. weirdly, weirdly, mind you, I don't know why I feel so strange about it, but I feel like it's going to come home with a lot of awards, at least a few. And that just seems odd because I didn't think that there was much hype around this as much. Like, like people, when it was announced, it was like, wow, I didn't think we'd get that. But then, like, I personally haven't seen a lot of people playing it in my circles, but it's it's got to get something. Spider-Man's a close second. But okay. I think Alan Wake 2 could come away with this just by the way like from what I've seen of it it looks very unique and and special for what it R- is. I want to ask this real quick and then we'll go on to the last one. Are you aware of the Remedyverse? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Are you I'm not going to say exactly specifics cuz I really don't know any specifics. I, as far as I understand, 
Alan Wake 2 is that game that connects the remedy verse and it's not corny. <laughs> like apparently it works and it justifies everything and it, it's very cleverly done and people are losing their mind about that. It's kind of like how I there, talked about yeah there's a certain uh there's a certain uh screenshot going around. Ooh, is someone in a suit? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I I think I know what you're talking about. I seen similar screenshots, and I didn't know it was even legally possible for them to be in this game. But, um, but legally they're not in this game, so you know, legally <laughs> distinct. Um, but you know, you see what they're doing. But it's cool. It's cool. Um, so yeah, best game direction. Gonna be a very interesting fight. But I think I think Alan Wake's got that in the bag. Last category, finally. Oh boy, uh boy. I swear to God, y'all. I I I should not have. Well, I was gonna say I should not have gotten up and gone to work today. No, I should have done that. But like, oh lord, I've been up for 24 hours, 25 hours now. So th- that's what you're hearing right now. Um, I did not feel tired when we started the show, and then I got there. Uh, game of the year, recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. What say we all? All right. Should I go first? <laughs> go ahead. What is uh, fine. Going back to what I said in the very beginning about Zelda and how I feel like it's just it just appears and it just wins. It was just born with the silver spoon in its mouth. <laughs> and I I can't stand I've liked a few Zelda games. I don't have this weird vendetta with Zelda, but I feel like it just gets handed everything like it's the best freaking thing. And I'd, oh, it makes me so angry. And I think if we say that if, if we choose Zelda over these other five games, I mean, we as a society, <laughs> <laughs> I think that we failed and we've looked, it, it's just like tunnel vision. I just think it's wrong to give Zelda game of the year. Wow. I think that you're not looking into these other games and what they've brought to the zeitgeist, what they've done for gaming. I I think all of these other five games, one of them was a sequel that delivered when no one really thought it, like it just, it, it it just did. (laughs) (laughs) One of them is I've been hurt. I've heard people say it is the greatest RPG of all time. (laughs) Yeah. I've heard a lot of that too. One of them is, I hate to say, I mean, I don't want to say more of the same because it's not. It's a collection of everything. Spider-Man is a collection of everything Insomniac has done with that IP and delivered on an excellent sequel from what I've heard. Resident Evil 4 is like the definitive remaster to end all remaster, like remakes. Yeah, I was about to say remake. (laughs) And Super Mario Bros. Wonder, I've heard some people say that it's the best Mario game. So to mm. say that Tears of the Kingdom, it, it, oh, you can't. You just can't. I can. And, oh. oh, shit. Oh, my God. Al's, so, Al, your Team Zelda, it sounds like, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Mm. 
Look, I, I understand why. I'll I'll look, I'll hold hands with you a little bit. I'll hold fingers. Just give me like your your pinky and your ring, and I'll hold hold those. <laughs> um I feel like Zelda does have that effect on people where they're like, oh, Zelda did it. It's the best thing ever now. Where T- Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild and all that stuff, it's literally just open world Gary's mod. Like there are games that do that, but you know they're not as cool because they don't have the polish of Zelda. They don't have the et cetera, et cetera for Zelda. I feel like people just like immersive Sims, but didn't want to admit it until Zelda did it. <laughs> I think people were like, I don't want to play prey, but Zelda's doing the same type of shit. Ooh, let me see what's up with that. So, so it's weird. Um, mm-hmm. When I first tried uh, breath of the wild back in 2017, mm-hmm. I couldn't get into it. Couldn't I just couldn't do it? Then back in 2020, when um, what was it? Uh, the mm-hmm. Gods and Monsters. I'm oh, not it, I'm not calling it by the other name. Not calling it by the other name. Yeah, the other <laughs> name is not as good. You're right. Um, that that game felt. I I got I had I got the feeling of, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be feeling with, uh, Breath of the Wild. Then mm. I then I gave Breath of the Wild a chance a year later. Hmm. Hmm. And now here you are, and really I, loving tears. Yes, I'm close to hitting 100 hours. That's insane. <laughs> uh, look, I understand people loving it, and I understand you know people having a history with the franchise, and then getting on this one that continues to love as well. Um, I don't know. For me, Zelda is just it is more of the same. But it's also like what it was doing in the first place is not all that innovative. I the story in Breath of the Wild, or no, excuse me, the story in Tears of the Kingdom doesn't blow me away. The gameplay is fine, but like at the end of the day, this all is still having to run on a Switch, which is more or less the same ability of to play games, the same graphical fidelity and all that as my phone. Maybe even less, to be honest, on a bigger screen. So it's like I'm not enthused to play Tears of the Kingdom. But I'm enthused to play Spider-Man. I'm enthused to play Alan Wake. I loved Resident Evil 4. And Wonder is, Wonder is only on here because it does a lot of cool tricks. And I think people will still see through those cool tricks and then start questioning how good is the actual gameplay that I'm playing of these 2D levels. And while it might be good, is that gameplay better than any of these other games? I feel like no. Um, I think Baldur's Gate 3 takes it home. I think the only other Dark Horse that could get close to it is Tears of the Kingdom. But I could also see a wild ass scenario where the vote gets split. This vote gets split between Baldur's Gate and Zelda, and Alan Wake takes it home. Wow, that would be I, crazy. I genuinely could see that. Alan Wake is definitely going to be number three. But if that split happens, then yeah, it would be the one to win. I guarantee it. Hmm. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, now I will say, Graydon, I know you had your rant on Zelda. What's your actual pick, though? Uh, my pick was Baldur's Gate three. All right. So we're all, well, almost all of us are on the same page, but glad you're here, Al. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I am glad you're here, though. That That is a sincere thing, but I'm more glad that the show is concluded <laughs> for now. Um, I'm going to put my vote in for Alan Wake 2, 
And yeah, that's pretty much everything. That's all our predictions. This is the part where I would read everyone's predictions. Um, I'm gonna be honest, I stopped writing them once I started getting really sleepy. So I will listen back later when I'm editing and put that down and we'll have it all somewhere. Um, that's where I'm at. Uh Perhaps we'll do another episode later on after the Game Awards where we talk about some of the announcements that happened. But uh, yeah, this is a prediction episode. You've been getting this before the show, so look forward to that. Um, and now let's go ahead and dip a little bit into... Oh, by the way, that what you're playing? Uh, yeah, I, I I nodded off on the show. I, I, can't, I can't talk about games anymore. I'm going to die. Um, <laughs> so let's get the housekeeping real quick. Um, I don't have a full housekeeping list up, so we're just going to go around uh, and talk about some stuff that we're doing for the site lately. But I will say um, one thing that we mentioned earlier, we talked about that second wind story where everyone left the escapist to form a new independent outlet. Um, if you here's a surprise, everyone. Y'all remember Elijah, uh, the fr- friend of the show from uh, Easy Achievers that we've had on this show, the Players Club podcast a couple I times. Do. Guess who got an interview with one of the founders right at the height of all this stuff blowing up over there? Oh, really? Because they were going on, they were doing a, like circuits. Yeah, yeah. And I guess they replied to his email. And sure enough, there's an episode of Easy Achievers with uh, Nick Calandra on there. That's sick. I'd love to get the interview with Yahtzee. I just don't know what I would say to him. <laughs> yeah, it's it definitely... <laughs> I, I don't know what I would say to him either. And plus, Yahtzee is like one of, that's like, in a weird way, that's like trying to interview like Tazon Day or like Casey Neistat. Like, that's old internet people. Right. Not necessarily like the person's old, but like they have been on the internet damn near since it started. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you even, they've been a part of your life so long that it feels like a relationship y'all both share, but like they don't know who you are. So it's just a weird thing. Um, and I feel like not like I feel as though everyone else has done such a better job at interviewing them. Like I just Googled it and like even MinMax like interview. Yeah. Them. Like there are there are better interviewers than me <laughs> who could who have already probably asked the big questions. So go watch those. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those are those are pretty good as well. Um, but I did want to just give a shout out to Elijah over there because I, that's a really good get, and um, I'm proud of him. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm really proud of him. Uh, perhaps you might see me on some uh, game of the year discussion stuff with them in next year, possibly. We're we're talking. We'll see. We'll see. No guarantees, but we'll see. Um, and then other housekeeping stuff. I'll say, welcome to the thing is still recording. Uh, those episodes go out. Uh, we've committed to every two weeks recently, but we're taking a break because it's Thanksgiving. So look for that in December. Khalif Adams is going to be on the next episode, so look out for that. I'll finally be on one of these episodes with him. Um, God damn it, I was working the last episode. Um, but yeah, so look forward to that. And then also Spoonful, we finally record another episode of that. So that will be going out this coming week as well. Probably the same week you're listening to this. Uh, if you want to hear me get mad about capitalism and game layoffs, then boom, bam, bow. There you go. Uh, other stuff we're doing around the site. Uh, actually, I'm going to let y'all talk about some of the projects that y'all are doing on the site coming up. Because, uh, yeah, go me, ahead. Me, 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 me. Pick I, me. I know Indie Book Club is still going on. Uh, part one for Thomas is Alone is already out. Yes. Where's part two looking like? Part two. So I can yeah, actually answer. <laughs> um, I'm currently nursing a uh, illness right now. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. And basically, 
my my vocal cords were they didn't want to work that the, the last two days mm-hmm. so i was i was supposed me and Graydon were supposed to record yesterday or on saturday but i as once i got around time to recording i could not talk oh no it yeah. hurt to, it just hurt to even if i just touched my throat like if i if i touched my neck or even any area close I'd just mm-hmm. be in bunch in a lot of pain. So God. I'm so sorry oh, to hear shoot. that. That fucking it sucks. Happens. Exactly. Yeah, it does. It does. To the best of us. It so, rarely yeah. happens to me though. That's that's the thing. That's the thing I find crazy about this. <laughs> Life stuck up on you. It was like, we need to take away your ability to speak just in time for this podcast. Once the podcast timing is over, then yeah, go ahead and speak all you want. <laughs> yeah. More or less. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a delay, but it seems like it's still coming at some point sooner rather than later. Yeah, we're going to we're going to have that. And then um, uh, I was going to say something else, but I <laughs> the wind has been taken. No, I'm very excited that Indie Book Club is a thing. Um, We yes, did the first one. Please go listen to it. It's me and Alan. And we are doing if you want to jump in whenever this goes up. We are finishing off the game, the final five chapters. And like I had tweeted today, I hope that we can maybe record that within the next day or so and maybe have that up like Wednesday or Thursday. So, yeah. Huh. Thanks Hell yeah. Listening. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Go ahead and check that out because I was really excited when you proposed the idea of the book club and now it's actually happening. I'm like, fuck yeah. Let's get this thing going. Everyone listen to that. It's it's going to be in this feed as well. Um other things on the site. So, uh, um, yes. On the site, we're going to have a roundtable go up. Yes. Of, uh, well, actually, uh, Emma, you got to add to one of the ones. Yeah, I, I know exactly the one. Yeah, I still have the tab open. And, but, you, and just yeah. let me know if uh, there's another one that is in, in the drafts. That Just mm-hmm. let me know if you, if you want to add to that. Or if not, I could just me, Graydon, Josh can handle that. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know. I got a couple things I'm working on, but uh, tomorrow's my day to quite honestly catch up on stuff for the site. <laughs> got a couple things I've been wanting to do. Um, but yeah, I'll add to that one. We got a couple of uh, of written features going up on there in the roundtables. And then we also have, I know we're doing a, another Christmas themed event. Uh, I got some stuff I'm planning on writing for that as well. Uh, and some other things too um yeah and youtube channel is still going strong as well you can go there for plenty of let's plays plenty of weird looks at old and or obscure games and just yeah. looking at stuff that's dying or deceased as well i know that's the <laughs> series you're working on Graydon. yeah and memoriams are going up i'm so happy that those are going up now i'm going to try to have one of those every tuesday no mondays and wednesdays monday went monday wednesday friday god Monday, Wednesday, Saturday is our upload schedule. Now. We're all sleepy. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe in memoriams go up Wednesdays, Saturday, uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge ends this coming Saturday. And Uh-oh. then we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do. <laughs> what will be the next series there or, or videos. I'm running out of videos. <laughs> Please send help. <laughs> Well, well, looks like we got to make some more content. Uh, ooh, and we did talk about playing uh, another game for In Memoriam. We're going to be doing that before December 8th, so I'm not going to forget that. Um, 
but yeah, sounds good. We got a lot of things on both VGU.TV and also on our YouTube channel. Uh, so go ahead and check all that out. We got a lot of cool t- content for you to check out. Um, but I have to go to bed now. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully the rest of y'all will get some sleep for the love of God. Um, so thank you both for hopping on. This was a lot of fun. I know I'm tired and all, but like I, I really enjoyed this episode. I had a blast, y'all. Thank you for indulging me in doing this. Because I remember I was like, oh, I'd love to be on this. And Alan's like, I don't think that was planned, but okay. <laughs> so I will um, say it was part you imposed your will. And it was part we do this every year. And even though I didn't say we were doing it this year, I still kind of had it on the back burner of like, I want to do this. It's just I got to make time. So I made time. But you see how close is bumping up against my (laughs) limits. (laughs) But we got it done. We got it done. Indeed, it it was worth it. It was worth it. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. Thank you for hopping on, Graydon. And of course, thank you for hopping on as well, Al. No problem. And uh yeah, something, 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 something. Summon dumb and luminum, you assume I'm a human. Uh, insert line here in the edit. <laughs> now, it sounds like a load of hoopla. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> God, I'm just getting delirious. I don't know where that came from. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for supporting in any way that you do. Uh, we will see you in the next piece of content over here at VTU.TV. And as I always say, keep it real, keep it drill, and play on player. Peace out, y'all.